Micah Castrato was someone that intentionally chopped his dick off so he could hit the high notes in a chorus. Well, he did. Well, the whole Castrados were that they, uh, not necessarily intentionally, but they chopped their balls off before they hit puberty. Yeah. So they'd they'd stay in that angelic uh, baby boy voice. I can hit the high notes. Uh, I got bad news. I sing like an angel. <laughs> See, like Andy Milanakis, kind of, or you just like grow up as a kid. <laughs> I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Or you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Hold on! Oh, Jesus Christ! Are you done, Mike? We're about to do a show. Hello, yeah, Mike. you forgot to Hello. stop talking. Hello, audience. Hello, this is another episode of Roast Mortem. My name is Tom. I am a Travis. I am your Cody for the evening. And I'm Mike. Yeah, we, right, we already know who you are, Mike, because you're just oh, chatting it up while we're bad. trying to get so ready for the show. Just, oh, look at me. Ha, ta, ta. I had too much CBD. I got to leave it clear for, for, for Tom to get his dick in I need to be the first one heard in this podcast because if I am Always. not all of our listeners the they're going to turn off whatever <laughs> they're listening to this podcast on possibly throw it out the window some people listen while they're driving that's that's it's not responsible yeah. Mike um, you could ca- cost lives there, I believe there was one episode where Tom made me intro it and it was just god awful Cody you intro this and I'm just like <laughs> Mouth makes sound? I mean, like, you know, nothing personal, guys, but it's important that I'm the first one. And all joking aside, because there's something about when people hear my voice, they get excited, and they're like, oh, if they it's hear Cody, it's like, well, you know, this guy knows a lot of stuff, but... And, like, if Travis were to do it, they'd be like, oh, it's just noise. You want to start over? Ah! <laughs> if I ever heard of Roast Mortem start with Travis's voice, I would immediately worry that Tom is dead. Next episode. I should intro it. Tom's funeral, the next episode. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, how is everyone's week this week, guys? Good. Dandy. I'm thinking about starting a Yacht Rock project. What is that? You know, like, Yachty? I have no idea. No, no, like a, a Michael McDonald kind of. Oh. You know? I thought you were talking about Lil Yachty. You gotta take off your pants and then put them back on. Oh yeah! I can to you that. should. You, you should call yourself. And, you can't just go by Tom. You should be uh, Captain Stabbin. Oh, can't I? Yeah, you can't just call yourself Tom if you're gonna do that. It's Captain Stabbin. But true, he somehow has more of a right to Captain Stabbin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's been my week, just thinking about how I'm gonna get that off the ground. What radio stations I'm gonna tackle first? Uh radio. Classic rock. Gotta go old school, man. My audience is gonna be like 50 and up. Yeah. But raw. Yeah. I might, ne- might even have to next, put oatmeal on my face. Next James <laughs> Buffett. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, how about your week? It was yeah. good. Did some stuff. Sick. Cool. I love doing well, stuff. Well, rounded. Got, yeah. got sick a little bit, but bounced back, you know. It comes and goes. It, yeah. Everything goes back to the great Chumba Wumba thong. 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 Tub thumping. Thong. Exactly. You get knocked down. Yeah. And then you get back up again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Except once. There's one time where you just don't get back up. Did anyone else and, own uh, that CD as a child? Oh, yeah, with the song. baby on it. must have. Yeah. Yeah. The baby with the like big smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. one. I wonder what I don't sick think, baby that is. I wonder what other songs were on that album. 
There was one called Drip yeah, Drip yeah. Drip, I remember. And uh that was a bad song. And then there was another one called Scapegoat, I remember. Yeah, I think uh track twelve was Total Eclipse of the Heart. I know they made any more songs than <laughs> that one one. Yeah, they, they they did it, man. The the Irish go hard. Yeah. Uh Travis, yeah. don't really care about your week, so why don't uh, we get into the episode? Yeah, but hold on a minute. Hold on, man. Here. I care, Travis. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is this? Put the gun down. <laughs> uh, all I gotta say is I was driving around the suburbs around here in Beaverton, the burbs, and I saw a billboard that was not like against climate change; it was against climate engineering, and it had a picture of a plane uh, mm. with <laughs> the quote chemtrails coming out of it. Oh, and it, it is said, against the Geneva. It convention. said like prevent climate engineering. Then I gave some website, and I didn't look it up. That's my story. Climate <laughs> websites and in .net. Chemtrails. Talk to Joe Rogan. He'll know I about think it. there were clouds. I, Joe Rogan knows everything. Jo- chemtrails? They, they just look fun. What could they <laughs> yeah. possibly do? By the time it hits the, the Earth, it can't even do anything to you because it's just baby particles. Dude, it's because every plane you go on, except for the ones that like you personally go on, is like a party plane. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, you know I mean, everyone's having fun on these planes, except for the ones that you order. Oh, That's a conspiracy. That's the conspiracy. Yeah. Mm. Mile High Club always happening. Every time you look up at a plane, Mile High Club's happening. Not for me. I had to go on the boring plane. You get in coach, man. Yeah. You always get a middle seat. I know you. You actually request a middle seat. I do. I do. I like, to f- I like my fat ass to fill the seat. So I can feel the warmth of two human beings that I do not know. <laughs> Touch their legs. Uh, slowly take both armrests and wrap <laughs> your fat pinkies around the cufflinks of who's ever next to you. If there's you a child, me. you'll just pick it up and be like, well, let me tell you about chemtrails. <laughs> no, I'll just I'll show it. Well, I'll show this child, this young child. I say, do you know what this is? This is called an armrest. You'll never know it. You will never know what this thing does. <laughs> As long as I'm around. I can imagine you just like <laughs> shaking him by the collar. You can't have like, it. Rattling his head against like the seat in front of you. You will never know. Well, now people get pissed off if you recline. What the fuck? Why do the seats recline then? Yeah, you're right? not supposed to recline. Yeah. You're supposed to take advantage of everything around you at all times. Yeah. So why you wouldn't be reclining? Don't know. Maybe you have a sick back. Maybe you're a, a, a real sick weirdo. <laughs> That just needs back. that that gets off on sitting upright. Yeah, you man spreading, Travis. Dude, I'm I'm human spreading, man. It goes beyond <laughs> it. Like we're all humans, bro. We all. I'm like true. cell spreading. I'm cell spreading. Spreading my cells are humans. dividing into your area. You understand? Cell trails. Yeah. Everywhere Travis Ooh. walks, it's like that weird reverse Donnie Darko thing where something's happening and yeah. it's awful. We I don't know. that movie. Kills the grass wherever he walks. <laughs> I never could figure out that movie. I never knew what the fuck it was about. You're I was not watching that shit. Dr- you're not drugs. supposed to. What the fuck is this movie about? You need to you need to get into some serious literature about the realities, the multiple realities, dimensions that we are experiencing at all Multiverse. times. Just whizzing by us. Whizzing. And then you'll get the movie. Yeah, but that I'm that rabbit is scary, spooky. Cody, which scary, name? spooky person are we killing today? Ah, oh, thanks. Flawless transition. Yeah, right. <laughs> killing. We're talking Flawless. about him. Travis is basically a skin segue, taking us from one yes. area to Did the you next. you see those cells? The Ooh. cells just sent us. 
Careful, everyone. On a journey. Yes. Watch out if that Segway rolls over your foot. He owns it. Every time you see a rainbow, those are my cells, dog. Oh, sweet. <laughs> All right, Cody, he's right. Gross. What are we doing tonight? Oh, on the chopping block tonight, we have the one and only King Leopold II of Belgium. And I like how I just said one and only, and his suffix is the second. Mm. Uh, shit happens. Strong start. Was he, Strong was start. he a good pole this. dancer? I just want to get that out of the way right now. I don't know if he was a good pole dancer. He did appreciate columns in his architecture, so maybe... Mm. Uh, Maybe like to uh, grind and bump on those, but we'll see. We'll get. Welcome into it. to Antwerp. We have a three-story stripper pole made entirely of diamond. <laughs> How'd you pronounce that? Antwerp. Ant. I, I heard Antwerp. I may have said that. Antwerp. Yeah, Antwerp. 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 It's a city in Belgium. Oh, it's a city. one of the okay. fancy cities in Belgium. Oh. Everyone has money, oh. and they just throw it in water. Why do they have money? Why do why do Belgians have so much waffles, money? man? We're gonna find out, aren't we? Yeah. Oh yeah, waffles, Mike. I like I, li- I like your reasoning. Um, Leopold II was a corrupt, shitty, shitty European king that exploited other countries for wealth and greed. He established an institution that perpetrated vast and various crimes against humanity. Not Belgian waffles, as Mike had said. That's Dang a it. crime for humanity. What? That's a great crime. It's One of those good, It's like you know, like a it's like a white lie. This is a great crime. This is all about white lies, actually. Ah, oh. it's, it's, it's a hefty, fat white white lie. Is anyone Belgium on this cast? No, not me. Ah, oh, I after reading about this guy, I was just like, thank thank you, Jesus, for not making me Belgium. I feel like if yeah. I was Belgian, then I uh, wouldn't be on the show because I have so much money. Yeah, I'm eating waffles well, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Double, double-edged sword. Is that all you got rattling just, around in the cranium? Just waffles over here. Well, if, if this helps, <laughs> just waffles. chocolate. Um, oh, they have chocolate there, too. Yes. Also, also, uh, yes. also Tintin. Really? Ah. Yes. It's a Belgian man. Hers. Didn't know that. Um, ah. Extremely progressive place. Know. Them in the Netherlands were uh, some of the first to make legal gay-ass marriage, which I don't know why they would want to do ah. that, because marriage is a terrible thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, who wants to get married? Yeah, right? Leopold Louis-Philippe-Marie-Victor was born April 9th, 1835 in Brussels, Belgium. Wait, what was the date? Leo's Sorry, I just completely zoned out. I just got to know where we're at right now, man. <laughs> April 9th. April 11th, what year? April 9th, 1935. 1972? 1835, excuse me. Oh, 1878. This is not a joke. Uh, Travis, please. 35. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> 1856. 1835. 1835. Travis, come on. 1835. April 9th. Our subject of tonight was born, and he's born to Leo I, and he is literally the first king of Belgium. There is no other king for Belgium at this point in history. It's just Leopold I. The well, daddy. they just became a country. Yes. That's why there's no prior kings except for daddy kings. What it used to be. Uh, um, The territory used to be, what was it, French and. Netherlands occupied or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, was it was this weird the, the moving official, territory. The official languages oh, okay. of Belgium are French, German, and Dutch. Is it yeah. fl- no. Flanders is, that, is, that? is part that was like originally a territory French. there too. Yeah. Flanders joint in so. there. It's like what are you guys doing in this area? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a country. Uh 
Yeah, you made very tiny country, Mike. Uh, Twelve thousand square miles, so not not thick, not dummy thick as uh, you would think. Uh, Leo's dad. I said that already. Leo had uh, one older brother who died from a childhood illness, so our subject tonight was heir apparent the moment his mom squirted him out. Huh. All he had to do was wait for the Belgium crown. Wait, so his mom squirted? His yes, at least two children. No, but like, did Leo, what, did I, yeah, Leo report, like, guess what, I was, uh, my wifey was using the Hitachi, and wow! Gave it the Jersey meat I, hook. I think in total she squirted out four. I did a little research myself, so I'm just okay. here to, I'm, you know, doing you the go. assist. Four in total, but miserable Possibly. woman, really miserable woman. <laughs> miserable. Wow, she's the queen. <laughs> You'll see. She she was mean though, Mike, because uh, she referred to she she dealt out put downs to Leopold II, her son. Uh, he likened him to a bird just because he had a thick nose. He's like, oh, look at the little birdie bastard. It's like that's your son, lady. His dad. Uh, eerily foreshadowed uh, his brattiness by calling him a little tyrant. So it's just like, ooh, uh, future predictor there. Mm. And uh, our boy Leopold is first cousins with British Queen Victoria. Leo's dad and Queen Victoria's mum were siblings. So it's, hey, European royalty, they're all... They're all fucking around. And they're all fucking tangled in each other's Queen Victoria did that. Queen Victoria worked her way around Europe to try to stop World War One in the future. She was fucking everyone. Well, actually, giving her children away to fuck everyone. Nice. Take one. Put it here. But Leopold I He was he was a bastard man. He was the kind of guy who was like, "Uh, you having a kid?" All right, I'm going to go have more kids with 16-year-olds. <laughs> I'm 50. Jesus. Um, he was a dirty fuck. And uh, that's why, because she knew she was the queen. She's like, I can't really do anything because yeah. I lose all my power. So, But I'm just going to be miserable and make fun of this ugly kid that I got who looks just like my ugly. dirty, dirty husband. <laughs> dirty husband. That sucks. Yeah. Jesus. Like, Mom, look look at this. I made macaroni art. You're a fucking disgrace. Your nose is so big, I'm going to put it next to an Olympic diving pool <laughs> and jump in off of it. There you go. That little bitch. I'll smash your head over with some chocolate candy canes. I don't know why those exist. <laughs> At the age of nine, Leo was appointed sub-lieutenant in the Belgium Army. Oh, boy. There's a, there's a nine-year-old in the Belgium Army giving... Giving orders I, to men with Whenever guns. you step into a subway, you become a sub-lieutenant. Sub-lieutenant, oh. yes. yes. Oh. Or whenever you eat a huge, lengthy sandwich. You say, excuse me, sir! I would like extra tomatoes on there! Ah. <laughs> sir, yes, sir, let me put on my artist gloves <laughs> and take sandwich out my extremely gloves. dull, yellow-handled knife. <laughs> would you like honey wheat? That's yes, all we sir. have left. Nobody likes it, but it's all we have left. That's all you have left, Time honey wheat. <laughs> Within a span of a year, he loses paternal grandfather to natural causes and his mother to tuberculosis before the age of 15. Mm. Everyone's always dying. Everyone, it's back in the day. Medicine yeah. isn't great. Classic move. 1854, at the tender age of 18, he married Marie Henriette of Australia. And she's a pretty cool chick with some royal blood herself. She's granddaughter of Holy Roman Emperor... Leopold II. Wait, 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 Cody. Wait, she's from down under? Or is she from Austria? 
Austria. <laughs> Did I say Australia? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good night, mate. She's from Austria. Yeah, Australian royalties is, uh, I, I guess, Steve Irwin, rest in peace. Uh, first king uh, of Australia. Crocodile Oh, Dundee. that kid that Who? wouldn't take his sunglasses off? He's royalty. Yes, he is now. Kangaroo Jack, royalty. Mm-hmm. He's not even human, Mike. No, he counts. <laughs> counts in my book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, ha- they, have, uh, they really changed the rules down there. I mean, think about it. You put a bunch yeah, of yeah. criminals in charge of a giant island. With a bunch of indigenous people, let's get drunk. We wouldn't have outback without Australia, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yes, we would. There's only like, <laughs> Travis. There's only one outback in Australia, right? Uh, yeah, I proved my Australian friend wrong because he was like, "I don't even know what a fucking outback is. We don't have that down there. What's the blooming onion?" I was like, "You idiot! It's in your fucking hometown in Brisbane." Wow, <laughs> Brisbane. Well, okay, so fair enough. Austria girl, Marie Henriette. Uh, she's granddaughter of Holy Roman Emperor Leopold II. So she's just like, ooh, you're named after my grandfather. I think that's hot. Fucking strange. Granddad, mm. granddad. Ooh. Uh, Gilf, right? Uh, she's nicknamed the Rose of Brabant. And she's into art, music, and horseback riding, eerily reminiscent of modern day Tinder profiles. <laughs> you, you, forgot, you forgot adventure in there. Uh, yes. I enjoy long walks to the refrigerator at night. Uh, Leo and Marie were very naive and young for a royal married couple. Couple. Uh, there was, there was an in joke amongst the Regency back in the day, referring to their referring to their union as a marriage between a stable boy and a nun, where Leopold was the nun in the equation. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Who was the horse? She's in horseback riding. She's kind of hot. She got a bit of a mustache on her, but I don't know how to talk to her. (laughs) Guys, married though. That was not the only thing Leopold did not know how to do, Tom. Uh, just as a reminder, in the 19th century, there's no internet, so parents had to do that awkward thing of having the birds and the bees convo with their offspring. Leo clearly never had the sex talk with his parents, as whilst vacationing in England, he had to resort to asking one of his uncles, how do fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just spit in the vagina! This is the first time you're doing it. Very special mummy. He starts like putting on some gloves. <laughs> he starts, he takes a, he, go, he walks him down to the stable. He's like, all right, pick uh, this, this ball of hay that looks about 110 pounds. All right, let's bring it up to the there bedroom. I'm going to show you. I'm going to start carving out a hole here, and I'm going to walk you through all the steps you need to know about making love to your wife. That's what she is now, right? The mustache lady? All right, let's get her in there. What you want to do is tell her that she's got real nice shoes, and that cold place pretty good, and uh, you can go lay it down now. Uh, pretend this area is the nipples. I I know there's a bit off. I only had two different slices of salami ready to go. Uh, one is soprasat. The other one's kind of a pepperoni, but it's like oh. one of those ones that comes on the pre-cut charcuterie. Is that what you call it? All right. So when you, you're going to lick it up. You're going to lick that up. <laughs> and then you're going to stick your dick in this hole. <laughs> and, uh, uh, no lube? I've actually never done this before. No. Uh, <laughs> and then you hold your breath until you pass out. Only they had browsers back then. Nope, no browsers, no internet, no nothing. And if your if your dad wasn't just like son, this is how we do it. You'd you'd, you'd have to go ask your fucking English uncle, Mike, and that <laughs> that would have been rough. Wait, so uh, instead of American pie, do they have like an English pie? Is it like a pork pie with that? It's jelly a meat in pie. Oh, that sounds good. It's a yeah. three week old meat pie. Yeah, dog. Doesn't sound, ooh. I like it. Mmm, nom nom. Eighteen fifty five, age nineteen, he becomes senator of Belgium. So just imagine him, he's in his bedroom telling his uh, teenage wife, suck my lieutenant senator Prince Dick. 
fucking too too many important titles for a teenager, <laughs> mind you. Yeah, keep in mind too, the country is now twenty years old. So these titles are just being thrown around willy-nilly, so he's racking them up. <laughs> he's basically got yeah. participation titles. Yep. You can still use that technique in high school. You could be like, hello, woman. I am president of the AV club. I am also yeah, yeah. first chair at trumpet <laughs> section in the marching band. Note my brochure. <laughs> yes, we do march with chairs. I know it sounds weird. It's a very strange marching band. <laughs> The Horticulture Club, I have planted so many seeds. Can I plant my <laughs> seed inside of you? <laughs> yes, Travis knows what that's about. <laughs> Travis was big on that. <laughs> Everyone has their kinks, dude. Moving on. In Senate, he was noted to be borderline obsessed with the economic and literal expansion of Belgium. He's looking at Great Britain as a role model of a nation. Economic powerhouse, internationally revered, and very... Very wealthy. And he's thinking the key to wealth on a national scale is the establishment of colonies. Let's get one of those for Belgium. That'd be good, right? He's not wrong. Money. Spain's make money, doing it. Have like a nice vocation home. What's that, Spain? Yeah. Spain's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's, everyone's uh, putting a straw overseas and uh, well, drinking a milkshake. Well, actually, yeah. this is like old news. This is like going into a hot topic now and thinking it's cool. Yes. Because yeah. like everyone had everyone had their hot topic, their colony back in like I don't know the 16th century. 17th, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now so you go late, in there. Late. Now you go in there, and it's like, oh, look at the Rick and Morty T-shirts I have. That's oh, cool. <laughs> Great. Oh, polyester. <laughs> His studded bracelet. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. He's a little late. Little late to the party. Leo is. Yeah. Leopold sounds like a goth Spencer uh, patron name. Mm. According to Leopold, the country must be strong. Prosperous, therefore have colonies of our own, beautiful and calm. Leo takes the next ten years bitching in Senate in Senate about acquiring a colony. He goes on a multitude of field trips. He's window shopping for a place to colonize. He scouts India, China, and Egypt as per- prospective sites to colonize. He comes very close to acquiring a colony in the Philippines, but for one reason or another, that just fucking up and falls through. All right, so you said India, China, the Philippines, and Egypt? Yes. He was just like, let's get some action going here. So uh, all, four, all four of those except for one, China, knows what the Macarena is. So they're all viable colonies. Is that your basis of colonization, yeah. Travis? I mean, I can imagine an Egyptian doing the Macarena. I can imagine a Filipino doing the Macarena. Can I imagine a right Chinese man you. doing it? I don't know. You have a pretty good imagination. So if you if yes. you don't know, <laughs> you don't know. I don't know. Yes. Well, the electric the slide, though, doing... Chinese, great at it. <laughs> That's not even a joke. I was going to say something racist, then Travis took it over. <laughs> <laughs> After this decade of colony scouting, Leopold's daddy kicks the bucket from natural causes, aged 74 in 1865. So... Leo is king of the Belgians at age 30. There you go. Good, good, good. Right. Good for him. Yeah. 1865, America's Civil War ended out. We're touching each other. Yeah, freedom we're exists. Touching... Well, yeah. we're fighting over whether freedom exists for everyone. Well, yes. I mean, the, the, the concept <laughs> does, is what I'm, you know. Yes, it's on paper somewhere. Yeah. Not in the South. Uh, <laughs> Leo was known in Belgium as a very progressive king. He's a big royal cheese that enacted laws that extended the right to vote and was very pro-union slash work rights. Oh, wow. He's also a known advocate for child labor reform. Under his kingly rule, he passed laws protect- 
protecting Belgian youngsters. Boys under the age of 12 weren't permitted to work in factories. And at first glance, it makes sense and is sensible and it's agreeable. Like, yeah, I yeah, agree. No, no. But the thing is, Mike, that legalized 12-year-olds to work in factories. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no one was <laughs> like, thinking of it. Like, ooh, we have these tiny humans that can go into those machines, get all ground up like hot dogs. Like, <laughs> clean it out. Yeah, mature earlier back then, I feel like. You know, you know everyone's dying pretty young, I guess, so... I mean, fucking Leo was lieutenant at age nine, so he's probably thinking, <laughs> yeah. like, you you can clean some you gears were. at age 12. Yeah, yeah. you got to dry tumble a, a modern-day 12-year-old for at least 12 hours to get him <laughs> to the, the hardness and thickness of a, of a boy 120 years ago, 200 years you ago. See this? Excuse me. Yeah, you got to just roll him. Yeah, and we're talking about industrial-sized Belgian waffle makers. Yeah. Come on. I mean, Huge that's, irons. It's pretty rugged. Rugged life. Yeah. Dangerous work. So at first glance, it makes sense. Everyone agrees. Like, yeah, the fucking people under 12 shouldn't do it, but it legalized 12-year-olds to do it. So I was like, oops, whatever. <laughs> um, put the hormonal preteens in charge of the heavy equipment line. As, Got it. Smart. As the most boomer line, I'll say this episode, I think maybe 12-year-olds should start working again, too. I started working when put I was Put them in 14. the factories. I don't see a problem with that. Rebuild I, start, I was working off the books when I was 12. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, that's true. I actually was working around that time off the books. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I, I was on the books working. But at I, I'm talking about like hard labor. Like I want them outside in the rain, in the snow, in the sleet, building spaghettis, <laughs> huge bowls of spaghettis for the people the outside. Eat. We're talking about democratic socialism where everyone gets a huge bowl of spaghetti. You I mean, my vote. <laughs> I wouldn't consider myself a socialist until just now. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Travis won me over. Thanks, dude. Uh, additionally, Leopold decreed females under the age of 21 weren't permitted to work in subterranean job sites such as mines. We got to keep an eye on you. Yeah. <laughs> Again, very agreeable. Makes sense. I would go down this law, except there's something condescending about putting uh, the working rights of a 20 year old grown ass woman in the child labor folder. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like... I mean, they're just figuring it out. You know, yeah. they're, it's a weird phase for them. Like, like, he's basically a teenager at the age of 30, because he's never talked to yep. anyone that he likes He's royal. Yep. He's got nothing. And he's just like, got a whole country run. It's a brand new country. Let's Baby see. Steps. What if we just called 20-year-old women children? Children. <laughs> and what if we took 12-year-old boys and put them in a tumble dryer or whatever... <laughs> And they can do whatever. It's fine. Uh, look, I'll, I'll, just write me a letter, okay? I'll read it. I'll have someone read it, okay? <laughs> I like that step down immediately. Like, reading's too much. I'll get someone to do that. <laughs> like, mid-mouth mid flap. Listen, I've had way too many royal excuses to go to school. I don't know uh, anything, really. <laughs> I've got no. no idea how things work. I just want what the other countries have. I know I just started, but... Money. You got all those yeah. medals, though. I'm looking to swing big. Yeah. Where can we go hunting? Participation awards. Mm. Those, I mean, Little, try putting good. those on your resume. <laughs> they're stickers, so they only like have one application, and they're on your you know, parents' SUV windows. Uh, Leopold had established defensive battlements across Belgium to strengthen its defensive capabilities. As far as military might, Leo preached the virtues of stalwart neutrality. So just like, always have the power and ability to tell someone to fuck off. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, so I, I agree with it. Yeah, so he's like, hey, guess what? Uh, Switzerland exists. So why don't we just do it that way? Yeah, he's, he's taking a Swiss, uh, uh, a Swiss cheese slice. So he's like, always have the power to tell people to fuck off. Not necessarily intervene when they're doing evil shit or invade elsewhere, but always have the power to tell people to fuck off. That's pretty cool. To the Belgians, Leo is known as Levrois Batisseur, a.k.a. the Builder King. Over his 40-plus year reign, Leo would finance and develop magnificent architecture. He went hard on public works in Brussels, Ostend, and Antwerp. He paid for these out of his own pocket, mind you. He built municipal buildings, casinos, racetracks, museums, rail stations, and parks. Leo has got a architectural boner for triumphal arches, marble, and gold trim. The finer things in life. Yes. Sounds pretty cool. How could... It is cool. Yeah. How is he affording this, Mike? Mike, True. are you are you chewing gum? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, dude, you can't just... chew gum. <laughs> That's right. We're all learning stuff. Uh, Mike, why are you sticking that under Tom's seat? Oh, God, Mike. Oh, that's not my seat. What a seat. jackass. That's very strange. <laughs> Just as a spoiler, Mike, he wasn't funding these ventures with uh, Belgian waffen, waffle sales. Uh-huh. Uh, he loved to commission statues in his likeness. He liked to arrange his statue on horses and put those horses on high-ass columns. So you were kind of forced to... Look up at his idiot cake face. Well, uh, you'd also see two scrotes. You'd see his scrote and the horse's scrote. Double scrote action. Double scrote. Yeah, big ego, kind of. Fat, throbbing ego. He Mike. also had, uh, like, the look of this man. He looked like, um, he had a great beard. But Santa Claus beard. It was too much, and it was too squared off at the bottom, so it just looked like a guy with a plastic shopping bag hanging from his ears. Yeah, it, it, did, <laughs> it didn't lay flat on his chest. It kind of, like... Half piped out. Yeah, little. like that was fifth. Or that was five cents. I need uh, that. <laughs> the kids today will uh, never know what it's like to play around with a plastic bag in and around their mouth. <laughs> the joy. Wait, Tom. The unbridled you had, joy. Tom, when you had a bigger beard, did you ever try straightening it? Uh, no. Oh, it looks so stupid. Yeah, I did it once. Well, I did pass out in the shower once, and uh, it was very hot water. So when I came to, it was very soft. <laughs> Ooh. 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 Glorious. <laughs> now, one may wonder how a king of a measly 12,000 square miles could afford all these grandiose projects. Let's take a quick rewind to about the 10th year of Leo's reign. So, at this time he's 40, and he's still got this massive boner for a colony, and he wants one real bad. Mm. I do, do anything for a colony. Just one, one colony. Good one. Just want one. Uh, I just want Leo's some ants. Give me ants, dude. Put them ants. ants. Antwerp. Put them ants all around my nipples. All around my nipples. Uh, Those ants. All right. I mean, you know, you're a king. You can get whatever you want. I uh, can't no, say no. No, sir. Apply honey to my nipples. We will go on a hike, and I will be on all <laughs> fours. I will collect all the ants. Very good, sir. I will get your hand booties. <laughs> <laughs> Thank mm, you, sir. Leo's thinking an African colony would be the tits. He can get his dumb Belgium foot in the door with the ivory trade and make a killing. He shops the idea around his inner circle of elites, and he finds out he's got a, quite a bunch of people interested. And uh, when I say interested, I mean prospective investors. So he's like, shit, this might be my chance to get a uh, colony. Woot. Mm. So uh. he shittily refers to the potential fortune to be made as a slice of African cake. 
How very Belgium. He's got a boner for pastries. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> He's just gross. Ew. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I love how we alluded to American Pie earlier in the podcast. Just like, yeah, that's that's what he that's what he does. That's what Belgium. He's does. also the kind of guy who talks very confidently about his cake. I'm assuming, and then still doesn't know how to talk to his wife. I ate just under half of it. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh. What are those dangly bits for? <laughs> Get rid of them. Leo solicited world-renowned explorer man Henry Morton Stanley to bushwhack and map out the Congo region sometime in the late 1870s. Who definitely looks... Does anyone he know? looks like the guy from Jumanji. Yes, with, with the hat. Yeah, he's ready to fuck up I- indigenous peoples. Oh, he <laughs> truly is prepared for that, and we'll see that in a little bit. But uh, does anyone recognize the name, Henry Morton Stanley? Is that no. something to do with Morgan Stanley? No. Oh, does that have to uh, do with Stanley Steamer? Gets your room room cleaner. <laughs> he he did. Or he was uh, he he did ride many a steamship, which were called steamers back in the day. What no. about Morton Salt? No, he's not ah. that guy. What about uh, Rick and Morty? How long are we going to spend <laughs> on this bit? You asked. Okay. Uh, he might sound familiar because he's the leader of the search and rescue party responsible for finding David Livingston in the African village of Ujiji. And he's the guy that famously said, ah, Dr. Livingston, I presume. He's, he's that guy. He's that famous explorer guy. Oh, when the white people got lost in Africa. I saved them, old boy. I lost my tom-tom. Help no. me. See, the problem is maybe we'll, maybe we'll research this, but I'm just going to go and say this is already researched because I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. Is that they were probably living with the nicest black couple. They're just having a great time down in Africa, and then yeah. all of a sudden, this Mortimer Salt Man okay. shows up, and he's like, "I will save you from these savages. <laughs> Watch out for the shadow people." <laughs> God, very nice. As well as mapping the region, Stanley is also interacting with the native Congolese, presumably under the direction of Leopold. Now, Stanley is sowing seeds of a deception throughout the Congo. He's brainwashing native people into believing white men have supernatural powers about them, making them intrinsically superior to the Congolese. He made the native population believe Caucasian folk were immensely strong, impervious to weapons, and can command the very rays of the sun itself. What? (laughs) Superpowers. I know that. Superpowers. You ready for three examples, Tom? Yeah. Get right into it. Hold on, Mike. Can you command the sun? Have you been holding out on? I've been uh, staring into it, trying to, but just nothing really <laughs> just happens except my eyes start to hurt and a loss of vision. I've been there, man. Yeah. Sorry, man. I'm working on it. All right. What's behind so that? Said, there's. <laughs> or you can. I think you can move it if you look at it long enough. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Very slowly. It goes down. Yeah. But Try it at home. Yeah. If you, if you put like. Eight or ten hours into it. Oh yeah, it's, it's a long day's work, but mm-hmm. <laughs> easier up north. Yeah, sometimes impossible depending on the season. But <laughs> true, true. It's all in the time. Uh, anyway, so we'll go over three of these deceptions right now, and boy, are these fucking doozies. Number one, Stanley would publicly greet a village chieftain with a handshake, unbeknownst to the chief and the spectators. Stanley had hidden a battery-operated mini winch inside of his coat sleeve. The winch was connected to a ribbon, the ribbon was tied into a slip knot, and this entire snare was concealed in Stanley's palm. So, 
Stanley would slip the noose over the chief's hand during the handshake and then activate the winch, which would nearly crush the, crush the chief's hand. I want a dick. Stanley would act oh. if this bone-crushing grip was his own God-given white boy, superhuman strength. And after the chief let out a yelp, begged for mercy, or buckled to his knees, Stanley would release him, profusely apologize, and ask if the rest of the village was as fragile. Yeah. You want some more of us? Yeah. We're all like this! Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, President Macron? Next time you go for a handshake with one of the world's powerful leaders, yes. uh, might have a winch. A little, little winch. Hey. Hand-crushing winch. I mean, I'm like that for real, because I got tremendous tensor strength. Something like that. Uh -huh. I don't know. I've seen it. Yeah. I felt it. Ooh, just fucking shredding guitar. Shake a hand after. Oh, sorry. You can't play guitar at all. That's how you become the best <laughs> guitar player. You, you go from place to town to town, and you shred in the center of towns. And when people go shake your hand, you just crush it right yeah. at their fucking hands. You get like, oh, sorry about the nub. Maybe you could play slide guitar. Uh, sorry about the nub. Like, hey, hey, man, you want to hear me play Stairway on this Gibson, bro? <laughs> <laughs> You're more of a drop D smoke on the water fellow, aren't you? Mm, I can smell it in the lack of deodorant. <laughs> uh, secondly, Stanley would showcase the power of European firearms with public demonstrations. Uh, with a Congolese audience in tow, Stanley shot various targets, presumably tin cans and unsuspecting fucking bird here and there. Then Stanley would hand the rifle over to a Congolese man and demand to be shot in the chest. When the unsuspecting villager took aim and shot Stanley, Stanley would winch. Winch? Would wince and flinch. Ooh. Stanley would unbutton his shirt, revealing his bare chest, proving he's unharmed. Then he'd remove his boot and shake loose a flattened bullet. He's like, ah, oh, there it is. Oh, I shit that one out of my boot. Yeah. That's a fucking Congolese psycho. You made yeah. me use 10% of my power. Ooh, <laughs> <Ew>, yes. <laughs> the Congolese believe Stanley, white boy, bulletproof, Stopped the discharge round, and the bolt deflected off of his chest and rattled down his trousers, eventually lodging itself in his boot. Ooh. There it is. Uh, in reality, Stanley had stacked a blank in the rifle, planted a flattened bullet in his boot, and pretended to supernaturally tank a shot to the chest. Hmm. This guy's fucking amazing. He's, he's quite the con man, and this is, this is where, if you were worried why Cody's doing royalty... It's because he's also a con man. He's in that sweet spot of Venn diagram. Right, but he hires con men. It's like yes, I could be the best. I could be the best con man in the world if I hire the best in the world, i.e., Chris Angel, a little bit of David Blaine. If I had those guys on my payroll, <laughs> I'm tricking the whole fucking world into thinking I am king shit. Yes, you he's his own con Ray man, but he also employs con men. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you forgot. You also need Ray Romano on that roster. Oh, well, <laughs> I bet you didn't see that coming. Hey, come over here. Is that a bow and arrow? Check out this nine millimeter handgun. <laughs> it was important that Stanley winced and feigned slight pain after being shot, as he did not want to foster the idea that shooting a white boy would be entirely consequence-free. So if he just supermaned and didn't flinch, he wouldn't want people being like, oh, you don't care about being shot. He wanted to show, like, no, no, no it still hurts. And I will be vengeful if you do this without my permission. Us, y'all, Congolese ever play paintball? <laughs> Speedball. <laughs> Us white folk hate to be bothered, especially with bullets. Yes, don't do that. Speed Using never. psychological warfare. It's mind games. Mind games. Mind freak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what's the third one? That was two uh, two examples, yep. and we're talking about favorite. this for too long. 
Favorite example. <laughs> Lastly, with an unlit cigar clenched in his teeth, Stanley would claim that the white man had intimate contract with the sun. According to the shithead, white folk could call upon the sun and erupt, instantly annihilating a village on a whim. So it's just like, I could tell the sun to kill all of you right now if I wanted to. And Stanley punctuated this claim by praying to the sun, raising a talisman to the sky, and to the awe of the Congolese people, an ember flared and smoke began spouting from Stanley's previously unlit cigar. In reality, <laughs> in reality, <laughs> Stanley's magic. talisman was a magnifying glass. Ah. Uh, so he did the old... It all goes back to the ants. Yes. Leopold is looking for his colony. He's getting Antwerp. his rocks off. He probably also had some accelerant in the tip of his cigar, just loaded up for dramatic flair, pun intended. So, by the way of cut-rate parlor trick, Stanley, under the employ of Leopold, conditioned parts of the Congo to not fuck with the white man. And this laid the groundwork for the subjugation and mm, enslavement of the native people. Stanley draws up a bunch of shadily worded mucky contracts and convinces village chiefs to sign. After, you know, doing all them weird flex. Uh, Cody. Yes. Can I stop you right here? When When do the animatronic gorillas come in? Because we're talking about the Congo. One of my favorite movies. I don't. Animatronic gorillas. It is a good movie. A movie? I've never seen it. Congo. Congo. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Oh, that one where the monkey just, for no reason, just does a flip into the lava? At the end yeah, dog. Something like that. When do, when do we do flips in the lava? <laughs> never. It's we coming, never man. Never flip right. into the lava. All right, I'm, I'm just going to stay tuned to hear about that. As I'm sure most of our listeners are. Yes. <laughs> Uh, these ambiguous documents falsely pro- portrayed the Congolese willingness to become a subject of a European ruling body. So, back in Europe, our boy Leo is like, look, these people want me to step in and unfuck their shit. It's 1884, and Leo is crying to European and American nation leaders at the Berlin Conference. He's saying, look how fucked up these people are. They're living in huts, they're fighting each other. Um, Arabs are actually in the area enslaving them pulling them around. There's no infrastructure. Uh, the Congolese are godless, and they desperately, desperately need Christianity. I can do that. Yeah. What do you say, Pope? Pope. Uh, he's got investors lined up, and he's got the signatures of the chiefs, and he sweetens the deal by like, yeah, look, if you give me control, I'll let you guys do some stuff. Some stuff over there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's always the best con- contracts to sign. Things are like, you get stuff. Yeah, you get to do stuff. Sign here yeah. on the dotted line. Do stuff. Do it now. Get better. No, this big, this big fancy room of white people didn't think there was anything wrong with allowing Leo to stake claim in the Congo, in an area of land roughly seventy-five times the size of Belgium itself. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and also this is the shittiest land because as resource-rich as it is, you yeah. got animatronic gorillas. <laughs> You got each other off. Yeah, you got tigers. Uh, yeah, you got tigers at you. You got the Jumanji. Tigers. Um, tigers. All the Jumanji is there. It's based. It, it's insanity there. It's hard to travel yeah. around. Plus, they got them bugs. They come up on you. They give you a little fucking AIDS, Ooh. and you're dead. Yeah. yeah, the flies that like go into your body and then go all the way up to your brain. Oh, your yeah. brain. I heard about that shit. And then that's, also, that's it's got Robin Williams in it. And guess what? Jack Black's there, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's so. Weird. You're conflating a lot of things right now. Cody, I'm learning. Cody, I'm just trying to learn. Yeah, you think you are. And The Rock's pretty old. Yeah, he is very old. It's getting up there. He's still huge. I'm actually working on a script right now with Andy from Praise the Game. We're going to pitch it to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, CG Bill Paxton. 
and at least four hours long. Is it a comedy or a drama? Uh, no, it like needs that. to be four. Yeah, this is this is um Action. this is an Oscar contender. Yeah, everyone who's won an Oscar in the last ten years, they have to be in this movie. Oh wow! Otherwise, and they have to give up their no Oscar point. to the director. Yeah, think of it as Tron without computers. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Andy, sorry Finding if Nemo. I blew your spot up, but that is a great movie that we are no. co-writing. He, he's pre-hyping it. Is all I want to yeah. see it. If anyone has Dwayne's number, can they uh, can they phone it, it to it. me? Yeah, DM it to Tom. Yes, please. Now, either the presiding nation leaders didn't catch it or didn't care enough, but the Congo was awarded to Leopold. Not to Belgium. Uh, so it was actually Leopold's honest-to-goodness private property. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So it's not a Belgian colony like Leo was bitching for the entire time. Uh, the elected government of Belgium would have no say over Congo affairs. So it was kind of like a trick Leo played. He bitched and moaned so hard for a colony, when it was time to decide to give him land, everyone just kind of assumed that's what he was going to do with it. Like, right. if you had a friend that would, 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 like, nonstop talk about how much he needs, like, a new cell phone. It's like, oh, have you seen the new iPhone? Uh, the new iPhone's pretty nifty. I'd love to have the new iPhone. I heard the new iPhone costs $800. Can I borrow $800? And then imagine he takes that $800 and just buys two llamas just to breed. Uh. You'd be like, you'd be like, I, you were, you were hyping the phone so much i'd be like oh, wow dickbag. this is a this is the smartest friend i know yeah i want to hang around this guy i know yeah, that guy because you go to you're like oh what's a waste of money to? yeah what show waste of money. oh i want to go to the show and then you know this turns into that and all of a sudden your friend owns all the publishing rights to the goo goo dolls and it's like <laughs> what the, the fuck man what the fuck hundred dollars <laughs> leave john resick out of it you <laughs> so, just he's got a big vacation bitch. home He's got a huge vacation home. He'd never go there, but he would he would uh, send other people to vacation there, believe it or not. Uh, it's just like today where all the property that we can afford and buy is places we would never go. Very true. Like the ocean. Yes. Yeah, I could well, probably buy two <laughs> acres of ocean. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah, well, Cody, wasn't there like a whole thing going on about how they were just dividing Africa like Germany bought a whole fuck ton of it and like that's why France bought the term a whole African of it. a slice of African cake right was uttered by Leo and that's why their this... borders are all straight lines like it looks like it's the middle all... of the country yep it's yeah. all screwy uh yeah border lines are pretty much um parallels and longitudes mm -hmm. and not really separated by rivers as you know they and, should be and god forbid they ask the people who live there yeah, right. The the what? The who? Oh. Those count as people? Yeah. It's a very weird time in history. Yeah. And it, it, it's like one of those weird things where like this guy died in the same century millennials were born. But <laughs> this happened long ago where people who were victims of all these atrocities are probably not alive. I can say that with like 99% accuracy. Yeah. Like, I don't think I anyone's alive dead, yeah. from... From these Congo times. No, they, well, they so, wouldn't be alive if they're part of the atrocity. <laughs> to to catch well, the very well, tail well end said. of it, you'd have to be like, was it 1910? Yeah, it wrapped up in 1910. So like, imagine you were three or four when uh, some shit went down, and that would put you at like 115. You know what? Honestly, so like... couldn't remember it. We got that much. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? What? Congo. I, I hate. Belgium waffles. <laughs> <laughs>
This is this is actually a very sad story. So Sorry. we should stop yes. with that. I, I thought of this as I was researching. <laughs> I was like, this is the episode where I read slides and three of my friends make jokes during crimes of humanity. <laughs> or We're during, not there yeah. yet. We're not there yet, but it's just like, you guys have your work fucking cut out for you. All right. Uh, here we are. Leo would privately own the Congo for the next 23 years. The, uh, the cheery name given to this region shifted slightly to the Congo Free State. Doesn't that sound lovely? The Congo Free State. What a... What a free what of a, the Congo. Sounds free. Good. Just Belgians. Um, yeah, there you go. I would have picked fancy as my adjective. <laughs> Congo, Congo Fancy, fancy state. state. I like that. That's good. And you go inside, you know, it's P.F. Chang's. It's not that fancy. It's attached to a mall. Yeah, the Congo <laughs> Fancy State. You don't have to uh, reprint the flyers that have the abbreviation on it. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, the paperwork awarded all vacant lands to Leopold. So anywhere there wasn't a village, a garden, or a tended field of any type, that belonged to Leo. Natives are still entitled to the land they cultivated or otherwise maintained. So it's just like Leo doesn't get the villages. And the paperwork also stipulated any resource on said vacant land also belonged to Leopold. So if there was an elephant on vacant land, that elephant and its ivory was in Leo's ownership. So this is how he's going to start taking ivory out of the Congo. Yeah, can I do that with the ocean and seals, but just have them so they could chill in my house? Well, I feel like all of the ocean would be vacant, Travis. Have fun. I'll give it to you right now, man. We'll sign a contract. You know what? I will give you All some right. ocean. You are welcome I just, to surprise I just me. Wanna f- I just want to fill my apartment with seals. You There's know, so many water, seals Charlie. here. Like the lupus scarred singer? Well, this is, you know, the most similar thing we have to this in America is when Walt Disney bought up all of Orlando. Um, there hey. isn't as much death, but there is still a lot of slave labor. A little, little death, maybe. Yeah. Tiny death. Small death. Uh, with, yeah. we'll get with more or less the legal nod from various European nations and America, Greedy Leopold prepares to extract his fortune from the Congo. And as, as I said earlier, this idiot man tries his hand at the ivory trade. He sets up an administrative body to collect and export ivory back to Belgium. However, this is not as profitable as Leopold had projected and shareholders are kind of pissed at Leo. She's like, hey, where the money? Where's the money? You, said, you took my money and you said you'd give me money, but where's the money? You'll get it. You get it. Talk to my secretary. I'm just finishing up sprinkling confectionery sugar on my penis and dragging it across an anthill. Ass. <laughs> um, yum, 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 yum. Eat it up. Eat them up. Eat them up. I'll be right back, wifey. Henriette. This is how we have sexual intercourse and babies. Right? Question mark. <gasps> Look how many yeah. millions of babies you've had. Oh, it's probably <laughs> such a bitch to collect money back then. Like, people are fucking... Only communicate through like letters and shit. We like got that. telegrams. Fucking, oh, yeah. telegrams, yeah. And they were dealing with a huge uh, like sums of money, so they would just hire other people to do it. Yeah, oh, like, I guess so. You know, your only job yeah. is to make sure I'm getting paid. Yep. Okay. And yeah, and it was like well, tracking people down. That was probably a hassle. You know, uh, th- that's true. But like, you know, the the trade over there, and like generally, the discourse between European nations was pretty civil at this time. Okay. So yeah. it wasn't so bad. Yeah. They're all related anyway. Yeah, royalty is. Uh, <laughs> fortunately for Leo, and unfortunately for everyone else in the Congo, uh, a very swanky breakthrough had just been invented. Uh, John Boyd Dunlop had invented and patented the world's first pneumatic tire. Ooh. And, oh! Yeah, yeah, yep, inflatable donuts derived of natural rubber. Just the thing your naked automobile or bicycle needs. Oh, daddy, give me the rubber. Rubber for baby. Uh, Rich people loved moving quickly and comfortably, as is still true today. 
That's not true. They want to be uncomfortable and kissing their children like Tom Brady. <laughs> that that doesn't mean that he's uncomfortable. Out of left he's field. making the rest of us uncomfortable. <laughs> no rubber required. Yeah. He just loves his son. Very much. Yeah. Like, the asking price for natural rubber skyrocketed. South America and Asia took immediate steps to begin preparation for rubber plantations. However, for your boy Leo, the massive land property he just claimed is chock full of natural rubber already matured, waiting to be harvested. So he oh, kind jackpot. of he kind of struck out or struck it rich rather. Wait, rubber cool. needs to mature? Uh the rubber comes from a plant and it, the plant makes vines and then you cut the vines a little bit and then you it, it bleeds semen and, and you catch the the gooey semen in a bucket and then that hardens into rubber. Really? That's pretty cool. That's that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really mature. Yeah, so, that makes so, rubber. I'm getting around. All these crimes there. against humanity is from White stuff that came off a tube. <laughs> if you really want to think about it. Ew. So the natural rubber monopoly kind of just fell into Leo's lap. The race is on. For every kilo of rubber Leo could export before competing nations could start their plantations, that could be sold at an exorbitant premium. But the clock is ticking to optimize you know, the profit. So Leo shifts ivory harvesting efforts into rubber harvesting efforts. And here is where the wheels start falling off of the entire scheme, and we see super shittiness begin to uh, materialize. So your boy Leopold has a private administrative company handling the exports, you know, corporate bigwigs, the guys upstairs. Mm-hmm. Fuck those guys. Uh, Leo also establishes a paramilitary force to protect the interests of the guys upstairs, and this entity is called La Force Publique. A.K.A. Cody. the public force. What? I was in the middle of something. I know. What's a paramilitary? Those soldiers that have parrots on them? Okay, so you know how you have normal, and then you have paranormal, and that's slightly oh. fucked up. So I want you to think of these. Oh, so ghost these soldiers. Are ghost, ghost, ghost soldiers. Ghost mercenaries that, that, really? that just fondle your balls when you're not peeping. Dude, why did we not invest? We invest trillions in our military, but we don't have a ghost army. Uh, The Chinese probably have ghost armies. It all went to Space Force before it went to ghost army. I would not say that we don't have a ghost army, Travis. you never seen it. (laughs) How would you know? I don't know. Ghost Hunters never saw drilling. That was an X-Files episode. I don't know. It might be in the book I'm reading right now, but I'll find out. I'll report back. Spookums. <laughs> so the paramilitary force is called La Force Publique, a.k.a. the Public Force. Uncreative, yet hilarious name for a private military. <laughs> force Public. Let's public do it. Force. That was, that was their, uh, yeah, that was their official Battle slogan. cry, yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> do it. Every time they're going to fuck like, shit up. He's like, let's do it. <laughs> uh, force Publique had some European top brass. You know, guys from Europe just, you know, on the on sitting comfortably at top. But they were mostly recruits from the native Congolese. They were offered a paycheck, a rifle, and a very cute little fez to wear as a uniform. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh. And at the peak... I want a fez. Yeah, he would like to be a member of the we should have public. No, we should have roast mortem fez. That'd be that's cool, yeah. Saying. Yeah, so the fez is the cool... I mean, like, that's quiet. Yeah. Uh, at the peak of operation, <laughs> the force public would have... 16,000 men. <laughs> Dude, it's a hat, but it's like a cylinder. Are we still on the fuzz right, thing? Mike? Cool hat. What's the well, meaning behind it? I don't, is there some... Is it bad? No, it's just a style back then. I just really like, you know, the excitement to the... Oh, yeah, fezzes. It's uh, a cool hat. You always cool forget hat. about it until you see it. And you're like, oh, shit, I need that hat. 
Yeah. And then you forget about it because you've never been a buy. I mean, that's what I, every them. time I see a fan, yeah. that's what I think. And people are just, no, people are just worried about nowadays wearing beanies wrong and having them look like a little tiny little ribbed condom on their head. Yeah, I hate everyone's mad at fucking small beanies. This is a new thing that people just want to be mad about. Because mm-hmm. usually people that have it are like kind of dicks. Watches are probably As Mike diminish. says with a fucking beanie on his head. Yeah, but he's wearing it properly. Mine's not like, t- like, it's normal beanie. But who gives a shit? It's like, it's like people who complain about vegans talking about how they're vegans. Like, they're worse than the vegan telling you that they're vegan. It's like this weird circular thing. Oh, yeah, the vegan's going to tell you. Yeah, I get it. They're annoying. But guess what? You're more annoying because I have this conversation more often. Yeah, it's true. And now all of a sudden people are talking about what's on top of men's heads. Yeah, but Tom, I wasn't. Be- I was like, dude. Uh, instead of wearing that, maybe you should rethink your fashion and go to a fest. Yeah. Same coverage. It's, it's a small fire. hat, but it's more you look taller. Douchey. But as soon as fezzes come in, it's going to be, oh, yeah, fucking fezzy. Istanbul, nah, what's going nah, on here? Yeah, what? People are going to be like, wow, that's sick. There's a, that hat has a tail. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, rat tails are the fezzes <laughs> of haircuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm we do, fez. But, but yeah, back to fe- the actual ob- yeah. uh, obtaining fezes for roast mortem. I do concur that would be a lot of fun. Right. Sweet. If you know anyone that can do a, a fez order for us, hit our DMs. Uh, Leopold tells his private export company and his private police force to work together to maximize rubber output at any cost. No asterisk. Mm. Just do it. You guys do it. You guys take care of it. I'm the fucking king in Europe. Can't don't bother me. Just do it. Whatever it takes, do it. I'm so busy. This country's brand new. I've I've got to paint the walls. I've got to put up statues of myself. Yep. <laughs> you do it. Take care of it. Any means necessary. Get it done. I still have to figure out what hole to go into. Ants. <laughs> so you have corporate administration, a police force. All that's missing from the equation is a humongous, inexpensive labor force and this is like mm, where where can we get one of those mike uh 12 year old boys yeah, that, that, that's a good start close oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. oh you can just use the native congolese people as your oh, inexpensive it. humongous labor force but dang leopold only has ownership over the vacant lands of the congo the villages and the people residing in the villages are still the stuff of themselves that wasn't part of leo's claim so yeah. this is where Leo gets the very clever idea of just torching all of the villages oh because the villages would asshole. become vacant when they're on fire and therefore uh, Leopold's property. So it's just like, oh, that's empty. It's mine now. It's, it's, it's me. And is that, is that so, I mean, I know there's like Jewish fire where you light your business on fire to... You know, claim insurance is Belgian fire when you just light your competitor's place on fire. You're, you're, like, you're quit moving there now. Yeah. Belgian fire. I like that. That is fun. <laughs> Let's have that. This and it is like th- this is really dark stuff. But I guess it's like the European, you know, guy who grabs the hot dog and says, "You gonna finish eating this?" Yeah, yeah. He grabs the hot yeah. dog with like the the the, the smegma between his knuckles, and he's like, "Can I finish?" Like, yeah, you gotta finish this. Yes. Yeah. No, well, that's pretty sick shit. Yeah. And. You know, if your village is on fire, where are you going to escape to? Anywhere but the village, a.k.a. vacant lands. So now you're on the king's property. And when you're on the king's property, you bet your ass there are fucking taxes to pay if you're squatting oh, on king's turf. But but it's it's not all bad, Mike. The, the king accepts hard labor as payment for taxes, a.k.a. harvesting 
rubber as tax payment. So it's just like, oh, good, <laughs> good for me. Oh man. Uh, well, uh, very sorry about your house, but you can't be standing here. Yeah, right. For free. No. <laughs> He's the one that fucking did it. He's the one that puts them out in the, the vacant lots. Can, can you no, prove? Not it? even lots, Mike. Just vacant grass. Mike, imagine if you were skateboarding. Yes, around on the roads. some on some business on some business, and they were like, "Guess what? You are now an employee of IHOP. You yeah. you can only kickflip for us now." But, that sounds terrible. Yes, yeah, yeah, it is terrible, Mike. And the penalty for tax evasion, aka not working for the king, was constraint or repression. What the fuck does that mean? It's yeah. verbiage ambiguous enough to include death penalty, torture, and mutilation. Oh, Jesus. Yes. But guys, this don't worry. This isn't slavery. This is the Congo Free State. This is it's not slavery. This is something different. It's not. It's not slavery. Come on. Uh, I'm finding it hard to believe you. Yeah. Le yeah. <laughs> Leopold, Leopold had earlier waged a war and repair, repelled Arab slavers in the Congo. You know, we hate slavery. We got rid of slaveholders in the Congo. So this isn't slavery because we wouldn't hate ourselves. That just doesn't make any sense. This hmm. is different. Even though Leopold didn't technically see this as slavery, it was functionally slavery. Forced, uncompensated labor under the threat of death. If it looks like a duck and quack like quacks like a duck, it's fucking slave labor. Yeah, so. yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> no jokes there. Uh, the no jokes. The force Got nothing. Yeah. No. Moving on. The force public continued to burn Congolese villages one after another, forcing the subjugation of the natives. Belgium officer Belgian officer Louis Leluc, 1895's diary, casually read, June 8th, headed towards Yampati. I set fire to the village. After a good lunch, returned in triumph with bloody trophies. Ooh. And you may... What were, what were his bloody trophies? You may be thinking to yourself, bloody trophies, you say? The fucked up game of economics Leopold had put in motion rendered severed human hands as currency oh. within this corporate hell on earth. So how? How did this happen? And then McDonald's, about 100 years later, did the same exact they thing. They just ground up their human hands and put it between two pieces <laughs> yeah. of bread. How much is each finger? Yeah. This is, um, this is the worst episode we've ever done, humanitarian-wise. And we've, we've done a, a bunch of shit. We just started. But remember, this is we had photography at this time. You can find photos yes. oh, really? of groups photos. of men. Ooh, I want to see with this. their faces just mutilated, and everyone has their hands removed. I haven't seen that one. I'm talking Fuck. 20, 20, 30 people, and it's just like, holy shit. Man, they're just this like, really? This uh, is nightmare juice. Nightmare uh, juice. How, good, good. Yeah. Belgium fire, nightmare this. juice. I like that. Yeah. Can I see it real quick? So, how did severed human hands, only the right ones, by the way, because that's, that's the fucking game we're playing, how did severed hands serve as currency? In order to keep munition wastage down and dissuade the force public from using their bullets for hunting, the riflemen were responsible to barter for their own supply of bullets at the price of one severed hand per bullet. Oh, jeez. So, a rifle... What the fuck? Yeah. Bringing in a severed hand kind of proved you were a good shot and were using your bullets effectively. If, you, if a rifleman was given ten bullets sent off to fuck up a village, and he came back with ten severed hands, that guy 
has a 100% accuracy rating. You know what I mean? He didn't miss a shot. He got, he's 10 for 10. Of course. That's some sick fucking shit. Give him another 10 bullets. That's really fucked. No problem. Jesus. We're just, yeah. we're just scratching the top of the shit cake. Uh, however, if a guy came back with only five hands after expending 10 bullets, his inaccuracy would be penalized possibly by death. Oh my God. Uh, Don't miss. Yeah. If you miss, right. we're going to kill you or, you know. So here we see uh, cameras back in the day weren't amazing. So that's why all of uh, the Congolese people are uh, wearing white towels just so um, a European, when they saw this photo, they couldn't be like, oh, that's just the film, not showing their hand properly because they're dark skinned. Right. So, like, the missionaries yeah. that actually documented this were. Uh, Jesus. Documented this were. Um, oh, it's sick. Putting on white eyes. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, you, you see, you see uh, first of all, you see uh, Boyo Poor there in the middle man. of the first first one. He's got yeah, both uh -huh. hands missing. I actually have the yeah. exact story of how he lost both hands oh, that we're going to wow. get into. I know that. I recognize that photo. I was like, I know what happened to him. And if you know. terrible. If you notice, those, uh, his wounds aren't clean, <laughs> as if amputated in one shot. And we'll get into that later. All right, Cody. Fun stuff. Good. Just, yeah. just really getting in there. Really. Yeah. As I, I, as I, I I'm going to say, I'm going to say good on us. Yeah. For making the first 40 minutes of this episode pretty fun. I tried. I tried to balance. Not it. a lot of that <laughs> happening for yeah. a little bit I would, now. I yeah. was like, "Fuck, yeah. the boys need to make jokes somewhere." <laughs> get them in now. I hope they get them all. Dark. In. <laughs> so, if you thought that was pretty dark, Mike, um, get ready for this. Um, when a force public rifleman was realizing he was running low on bullets and he didn't want to be executed himself, he would go on the prowl for children and cut off their hands oh my to God. regain bullets. Ugh. So, what the and, and these fuck? were, you know, of course, innocent children, and you know, he just run around machete off their hands and be like, "Oh, I killed this one with a bullet. Can I have another bullet to replenish his munition supply?" So there you go. Jesus. That one's a little small. You get half a bullet. No. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This one's not good enough. Yeah. Uh. This one isn't manicured well. Um, Severed Hands had another thing they could be redeemed for, unofficially and in a horrifying manner. If a subjugated village came under quota for rubber, uh. Uh, the export company demanded the slackers to be, quote-unquote, constrained and repressed, and proof of the punishment executed needed to be presented. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, you got someone slacking, kill them, and prove you killed them by bringing me their hand. So, if, thought experiment, if there were 20 captured villagers and the quota was 10 kilograms per head per day, those villagers were on the hook for 200 kilograms per day. If 185 kilograms was, would be turned in at the end of the day, the administration would expect two severed hands with that rubber to balance the books. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, show me the two guys that slacked off are dead. Dude, I mean, well, he's he's just taking straight up from the playbook of Christopher Columbus and his sons. Because they used to do that shit. And they were, like, the first to colonize things. Yeah. Because Christopher Columbus rolled up and he's like, yo, dude, you need to bring me X amount of gold on this fucking island that doesn't have gold. And if you didn't fucking bring the gold, he'd chop your hand off. But this is when Henry Ford and Edison were alive. Yeah. This yep. is like... The world was turning into a modern age. Yes. We like we had this feeling globally that we left all that terrible shit behind. Yeah. And then fucking Leopold rolls in there with ants all over him, 
<laughs> not knowing how to talk to his Dude, own he... wife, going, ah, give us some hands. The... Yeah, well, he doesn't even know what hole <laughs> yeah, to right. put it in, dude. He yeah. probably could have had like eight sons, but he's been shooting in the anus the entire time. Yes. Yeah, right? The, 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 the fact I like to use is this guy died in the same century millennials were born. So like, keep that in mind. Yeah, it is. All right, it is a while ago, but it's not that while doing. ago. Yeah. So Jesus. <sighs> this system pretty much acknowledged a severed human hand only rights, by the way, as a single day pass on labor. So people realized instead of working all day, I could just show a severed human hand and be like, "Oh, that guy's dead," and excuse that quota for the day. You know mm. what I mean? So you could either literally okay. slave all day in the treetops getting rubber, or you could flash a severed human hand from somewhere. I'd make a fake one. Just keep showing Out it. of the rubber? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, uh, this this rubber hand that's in a fist will be very popular in the uh, late 2000s. Yes, in sex yeah. shops. <laughs> Innovation right there. The market for rubber fists. When you say fist, you mean kind rocking. of like. Yeah, conic. <laughs> Fist. Yeah. <laughs> so tribes resorted to grave robbing and massacring other tribes just to make up the difference in quota. So in Leopold's fucked up business model, human hands are an accepted currency equivalent to a day of labor over a rifle bullet. So quick, ghastly thought experiment. So let's say you're one of these villagers and you got to bring in 10 kilograms a day. You take your machete into the forest and you begin, you know, scratching up rubber trees and collecting the sap. Once you got enough tapped... Once you have enough taps bleeding to make your quota, you, t you take a quick breather and spy a neighbor from the village across the way doing the same just a little bit into the thicket. And you think to yourself, if you go over there and oopsie your machete into his skull, you suddenly have triple your quota for the, d for the day. You have your rubber, you have his rubber, and you have his severed hand. Oh yeah. God. Wait, I have a question. Yes. Where are they doing all these body parts? Okay, like, someone just like they have all these hands in their like backyard. Or okay, something like Mike. That, so, know? to mm. preserve the rubber hands in the Congo, you'd have to smoke them. You know what uh -huh. I mean? You don't you want the you don't want the hand falling apart before you can flash it to your superior to prove you're doing your job of executing the Congolese. And yeah, if you go oh, to okay. famous Dave's, you'll see why. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you, so just throw it out afterwards. They don't ever you, do anything you, with it. You smoke the hand. You put them in the basket. You show them to your white superiors, and the, the white superiors to make sure the hands wouldn't be reused, you know what I mean? So you can't, like, pick the hand up again and be like, oh, look, I'm doing my job, would feed them to the crocodiles in the Congo River. Uh, so it was just literally someone's job good. to just take smoked hands and just, like, lop them into crocodile mouths. That's so oh, weird. that's so, so sick. This is really sick. Yes. Jeez, man. In, in to continue, uh, killing that neighbor, unsuspecting neighbor in the thicket would get you three times your quota. And there's also long-term benefits. If you spoofed an execution for your village, your collective rubber quota would go down. So if you were 20 people and you faked one of them dying, all you guys would be responsible for, you know, 190 pounds per day. So right. like, uh, and then on top of it easy. Yeah. And on top of that, you potentially ingratiated yourself to a, uh, your forced public overseer. You know, you saved okay. him the trouble of an execution. You saved him from using a bullet and you gifted him a handy coupon redeemable for a bullet a greasing of palms with a severed palm and without your neighbor harvesting so close to your operation there would be more rubber in the nature for you to meet your quota and survive longer 
So it kind of doesn't make sense to not kill Flanders right now. Fucking kill him, and you'll be immensely better off. No. Uh, so. Oh, this is some weird, like, primal, like, disgusting, like, capitalism. It's it's like it's more than it's that. if jigsaw. No, but I mean, from- but if you if you if you if you like, you know, with the way that Leopold is imposing the shit, if you boil everything down, it's the root of capitalism. Yes. It's like, why would I not do this when this I is can what do happens this when you take all the regulations off? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine if Jigsaw from the Saw series was an economics major. This is the shit that would happen. Yeah. And this is this it's is fucking terrible. It is an atrocity, and that's the word that gets thrown around. So pretty much everyone is killing everyone else to not fucking die. And Leo is collecting paychecks the entire time. Fucking scumbag. <laughs> But this dick. bloody pyramid scheme saw a another creative saw many creative enforcements of constraint and repression, and there's a bunch of nonfiction horror stories reported by missionaries and witness survivors. Uh, there's an account of ten men being loaded into a weighted net and just simply thrown into the river, uh, wives being tied between trees and macheted in half, men were hanged. Jeez. Men were hanged, women mm. were raped, children were disemboweled to send a message to uncooperative parents. There's reports of villagers being forced at gunpoint to commit acts of incest just for entertainment of the force publique. Ugh. And as to conserve rifle rounds, there's accounts of riflemen lining up condemned prisoners and getting multiple headshots with one rifle round. So it's just like, stand here, stand there. One bullet, one trigger pull three executed. That's how they would, you know, save the precious rifle bullets. Mm. Jeez. So, uh, yeah, collateral. I'm still here, by the way. I just don't have anything to yep. say. I'm not yeah, right. Yeah. Me too. We'll get back to, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come, you'll, you'll know when it's okay to make a joke again. I like talking about dicks and peepees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to genital mutilation traps. No! Uh, no, not that not time about dicks and peepees! No, 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 no! All right, I'll, I'll leave that where it was. We'll get to it, though. Uh, there's a report of an eavesdropping missionary that overheard two Belgium officers aboard a steamer. The officers were making uh, a wager, a five-pound wager, whether one of them can shoot a native in a canoe that was some distance up the river. Uh, it took three tries, and the guy was shot in the head. The Congolese was shot in the head, and he collapsed in his canoe, and that drifted downstream. Another grisly report, and this is, by the way, Tom Tom's picture, that middle guy that is... Nor neither left-handed or right-handed. This is the story how mm-hmm. that guy lost both of his hands. Uh, two riflemen uh, did not have an edged implement and did not want to use any bullets, so they took turns smashing that guy's hands off with their rifle stocks. Jesus oh, fucking Christ! That's Dude. why his cuts aren't clean. Oh, oh. Not surprisingly, this took fucking forever, as a as their superior white boy officer had enough time to pour and enjoy multiple glasses of wine as he supervised this. This is some sick shit, dude. Belgium, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Here we go, Travis. This is for you. When some force public riflemen were criticized for only harvesting low-hanging fruits, aka only targeting women and children, the riflemen responded by turning in severed wieners alongside their hands. So it's like, look, we're killing men too, not just children. Come on. Mm, that wasn't for me. That was for you. Uh, in order to survive, <laughs> that wasn't for me. in order to survive a forced public raid, some fleeing villagers waited for the crack of gunfire and timed a 
dramatic collapse into the grass, convincingly playing dead. It's like, good on, good on you guys. That's, that's what I would do. You know yeah. what I mean? Run away, and then when you hear the bullet fire, just drop dead. Or mm-hmm. play dead. Uh, mm-hmm. The force public would still need their hands, though. So God. imagine the poker face required to not flinch and remain playing dead as your right hand was amputated. And Ugh. that's kind of what, that, that's how these survivors are alive but handless in uh, the pictures Tom posted. Oh my God. And in the words of the late great cokehead Billy Mays, but wait, there's more. Well, thanks for the comic relief. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right in it, there. Wasn't, it wasn't terribly funny, but anything is better than this. Leopold, <laughs> seeing nothing wrong with, with what he was doing, decided to roll out a weight-based commission percentage on rubber harvest. So, oh, these maniacs are making commission now. Great. Wait, the overseers are making commission. Everyone's making commission now. Well, the overseers have a bulk oh, okay. commission, and they're allowed to divvy that up. So... Uh. I think so they're 10- not going to divvy it up. Well, they can if they want to. So, it, like, the overseas were given, like, 10%. So they could keep eight and then, like, split up the other 2% amongst, like, the officers to make sure they're doing their shit. Gotcha. And Leo's- well, the white people. Well, only white people. The, 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 the natives aren't making commission. Well, no. They're, they're- the, the native force public may have made commissions. The harvesters right. themselves, absolutely not. You're right. No, what would they even do with that money? I don't know. They could probably they don't buy, buy can't buy prosthetics. They were shit back then. This is before World War One when we invented true. prosthetics. Yep. In mm. Leo Leo's own words, this commission was done in order to stimulate zeal. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. Uh, so if you thought it was bad earlier, things fucking turned atrocious at this point. Laborers were casually whipped by something called a chicote, and it's the mother of all whips. It's made with tanned rhino hide. You bet your ass that one hurt. And uh, Travis, if you're ready, can you post license and spreadsheets into the chat? Uh, sure. Scumbag Leopold began issuing formal hostage-taking li- licenses to the force public. It was official stationery that legally empowered the enforcer to take women and children in order to bolster rubber harvest numbers. And Leopold encouraged the force public to maintain human spreadsheets. The hostage's name, the date they were taken, the name of the loved one to be leveraged, and the balance that needed to be worked off before release was considered was all included on these sheets. Literally, Damn. human life being commoditized, commoditized, being gross. in bookkeeping, yeah. What are you guys goofing over there? <laughs> no, Did I post uh, a dick pic in the chat? No, no, no. <laughs> we weren't laughing about anything uh-huh, yeah, okay. said, but... But uh, we were looking at the image history that we have in our yeah. Skype and some of the other things that were posted, oh. such as oh, Rob Louis Ford. Armstrong. Yeah. yeah, Louis Armstrong and <laughs> Rob Ford. Uh, right. So that was, uh, that, was, that was a visual yeah. stimulus compared to the yes. severed hands that we just were looking at. No, uh, Cody, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad oh, you put in all that stuff, but like, honestly, I just need to like, step away. Gotcha. I don't mean to be... Uh, gotcha. It was, yeah, that's pretty gross. Hello, welcome back to Human Atrocities Committed on to Other Human Beings. On the topic of human hostages, the force public had extra incentive to take pregnant or breastfeeding women hostages as it was kind of two for one with the hostage deal. The leveraged male had more than one life on the line, so it wasn't uncommon to see roving chain gangs of pregnant ladies. 
A missionary once asked a villager how many women were taken hostage, and the elder simply replied, Count Sand, white man. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so, kind of a, kind of a burn a slash... Uh, it, it, it was a two-sided thing. It was like a burn for being white, and it was also like... Uh, well, there's a lot of a sand. There's a the lot world, of a sand so. is the other part of that uh, yeah, cleverness by the yeah. el- elder. Uh, shitty man Leopold also opened up a submarket in the Congo Free State by offering a 90-franc bonus for recruiting able bodies to the force publique. This included children, albeit for a lesser price, and the method of recruitment was entirely unregulated, so don't ask, don't tell, but here's 90 francs. It's more or less condoning, it's more or less Leopold officially condoning forced labor. All right, I'm and, not like one of those other guys. I need you to just hang out. We're going to suck your dick, and then I need you maybe. to join Marmy. Okay? Maybe join, dick. You're going to join Marmy. Marmy. Uh, Marmy. Marmy. Yeah. Marmy. Uh, do you have a straw hut that I could do this in? I'm well, also, also yep. this is yeah. such a free Congo, dude. Free state, baby. Pretty free. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rubber harvest bottom line was indeed zealously stimulated. Uh, productivity soared. One village's rubber output was recorded as 360 kilos in September. In October, the village collected 150, or excuse me, 1,500 kilograms, and the quota for January was subsequently put at 4,000 kilograms. So 360, 1,500, 1,400. Damn. That's, that's 11 that's times very the Yes. Yes. Yeah. A single Cody, sh- I went into this episode thinking we were going to be talking about gorillas that are animatronics. Nope, not that. Not that Congo, Travis. All right. No, sir. Sorry uh, to disappoint. This is. This must be quite the curveball to you. Thank you for not turning it off. A single share of this rubber monopoly was originally offered at four francs. Shares peaked at 335 francs. So... Just twelve hundred dollars or twelve hundred francs of seed money would have made you a millionaire if you're okay with crimes against humanity being perpetrated for profit. Mm. So local missionaries started to notice a bunch of involuntary left-handed people knocking around, and we're just like, "What is uh, going on here with all uh, all this?" Yeah. Uh, one missionary by the name of Reverend Schulbloom first reported the amputation of hands to the civilized world. And another writer by the name of George Washington Williams wrote a public letter calling Leo out. Williams pleaded to America to intervene because America was originally one of the countries that greenlit Leo taking the Congo. So they're just like, ah, oh, do you know what he's doing? You you uh, take a look at this, read this, and uh, please uh, fucking do something about this immediately. Hey, did you guys just do the Emancipation Proclamation? Don't you guys got something to say about this? <laughs> you guys got a fax here? Can you Xerox that? (laughs) I love how even being like space age technology for 1880s, like that's still no one has a fax machine, just like today. (laughs) No one faxes. Stop it. Uh, Williams was, George Washington Williams was the guy that reported the two Belgians making that five pound bet on the steamship to hit the canoe guy. So he's that guy. In an expose, Williams wrote, Leopold is guilty of many crimes against humanity. Kind of an understatement, but hey, this is where that phrase comes from. That's right. Our subject tonight is the very reason the term crime against humanity exists. It was never said before. Really? Oh, so you mean without this asshole, we wouldn't have a game called Cards Against Humanity well, that I keep, have, have to keep hearing about? <laughs> Kids well, with ass cancer is not that funny. 
my brain went to the same place, yes, Tom. He's and that's just apples to apples, but they say mean words. Dirty words, even. Oh, let's dig a hole with your money. Let's give it a charity. Ooh. You can play the game for free if you've got someone else's printer. Yeah, but that is terrible. Um, uh, yes. Also, this guy started Crimes Against Humanity. No. Well, yes, he... I thought you said cards. Well, I didn't yes, start he started, it, but he started the term. Yes. The label, yeah. He is and the like, reason it exists. Guess what? The 20th century going to have a lot of them. Yeah. Yep. Damn. Uh, Travis, you want to drop that political cartoon? Uh, a little politique. Yes. Cartoon so, I like cartoons. Those are funny. Yes, it's funny. No one's dying horribly in this one. Uh, so that is the iconic cartoon that is going around once... Uh, wind oh, wow. of Leopold's gig is up. And just so you know, that's not a snake with Leopold's face on it. That is a rubber vine with Leopold's face on it. Oh. Could have fooled me. It looks like a snake. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure the similarities were intentional, but the artist uh, confirms that as rubber coils, not a snake. So uh, Serpentine to rubber. Yes, Tom, for the people that don't have uh, access to our Skype chat, can you describe... That cartoon Travis just posted. Yeah, so there is a what seems to be a well-built African man in a yes. grass skirt fending off a, like I mentioned, a serpentined rubber vine. It seems to be the head of uh, our subject, Leopold, but... Uh, it looks like a comic book cover. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a lithographed... Um, the artwork is awesome. Let's check it out. The, the, the African man is... Entangled, he is wrapped in it. He is he's fighting though. He's not giving up. and he's fighting back. He's doing his best. Uh, he's got both hands, so there's some inaccuracy there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, take it from there. And another uh, sleuth of the day is named Edmund Dean Morell, and he's an administrative dock worker. And he noticed a discrepancy with the offloading of Congolese rubber. Firstly, the amount of rubber coming in was a huge shitload, like freakishly unexpected and absurd. The compensatory shipment that was being sent back in exchange for the rubber wasn't anywhere near the right dimensions or weight to be considered a fair deal of free people. Wait, hold on a minute. It's pretty cool that you figured out a way to get these trees to put the rubber on the boats for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty interesting thing that you was able to do. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute, you didn't? Oh, okay, so I guess I guess you got a lot of diamonds that you're digging up somewhere else and you're giving yep. to these people for payment, mm. making sure they're all taken care of. No? No. No. Are they the 12-year-olds? You're chopping off hands! <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the, the crates going out that were supposed to be payment for this absurd amount, for this literal mountain of rubber, uh, wasn't full of the, the expected aid provisions, cash crop, precious materials, or manufactured niceties it was just fucking crates of rifles and rifle munitions so morell being able you know the clever cookie is was able to read between the lines and was just like ah i uh i see what's going on here like little little guns go out big rubber comes in Hmm. leopold you got any receipts can we can we can we look at your receipts leopold I'm busy uh, ruling a country. It's new, but it's fantastic. We have chocolate. Oh, yeah. look at this Lee Enfield rifle. It goes out there, and then all of a sudden, a double-headed dildo comes back. <laughs> Seems like a fair trade. 
unless there was a literal mountain of double-headed dildos, you'd think something was up, as Morell did. Uh, Morell found his calling as a pamphleteer. His newsletter was called the West African Mail, and he'd collect missionary accounts of the fuckery afoot and share them with the world, throwing the entire debacle into national spotlight. A also, on him. also with this homie, he was uh, Leopold tried to pay him off. Yep, yeah. Yeah, Leopold was like, hey, look, I'll give you, like, a shit ton of money. Leopold. Like, I will give you part of this stupid country I got going on. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I'll give you one of these statues of me. It's made of gold. They're everywhere. You can take it. I'll give you one a week. And he was give like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm rock and roll. That's why. Yes. I'm here. I'm not that fucking Woodstock shit. I'm not changing the world by putting fucking Ziploc bags that peanut butter and jelly sandwiches used to be, stuffing that in the fucking bird's nest. I'm doing real shit. Yeah. Yeah, BuzzFeed, go look at history, see what reporting is about. Yeah, Morell was offered a very lucrative job indefinitely on Leopold's freight lines. He's like, all you gotta do is, like, open a book every month and you'll get, like, two paychecks. And Morell's just like, nah. Wow. Nah, I'm writing letters, calling you an idiot. A good man. Yes, another yeah. good man. Well... We'll get back to that in a bit, Mike. Another good man was called Roger Casement, and he took to doing the man-in-the-street style of reporting. He'd actually hoof it through the Congo, recording testimony of the missionaries, refugees, and survivors. Casement blew the whistle to English Parliament. And uh, these guys were good guys, but um, I think both of them ended up dying by execution for treasonous acts in the First World War. Yeah, but that's oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, so that's here nor there. That's here nor there. You it's know, give and take. It's you, give and take. You got one guy telling it for what it is, yeah. sticking it to the man. You got the other guy acting like Alex Jones, number one, showing up <laughs> at Hillary rallies. Yeah. So if you want to feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable about being an American, just think the two guys blowing the whistle on the Congolese crimes against humanity were on the Kaiser's side for World War One. It's like, mm, did they know something? Did they know something? Not always good guy, bad guy. Yeah. You, know? you just, you pick a team and you fuck anything. Yeah, but also look at World War One. Uh, those hats that they wore, pointy. Cool, pointy. pointy hats. Not fezzes. They're like fezzes with a boner. Yeah. More on hats. All right. All right Mike, what do you going. think about pointy hats? A hat with one cool. stud spike on the top. You could like. Headbutt someone in combat, so that'd be good. That was never or used you can for make that. It, about the helmets. Or you can make a shish uh, kebab. No. I was going to say kebabs. Oh, yeah, kebab. This is the Roast Mortem Hat Podcast. Head kebabs. Put a waffle in the kebab. Again with the waffles. Always with the fucking waffles. <laughs> uh, some popular writers of the day dogpiled on Leopold, as, you know, writers do. Uh, Mark Twain, he got on there. Arthur Conan Doyle got on there. And Joseph Conrad of Heart of Darkness, definitely got on board and all poo-pooed Leopold in their respective ways. Now, Leopold responded by ordering his private company to torch everything, you know, African village style. And he reported, or Leopold retorted, what I do there is done as a Christian duty to the poor Africans. I do not wish to have one franc back of all the money I've expended. Because at this point, he has made 70 million something francs. So he's like, I don't need any more money. As he's talking and just kind of like shuts the door behind him <laughs> yes. that has thousands and thousands of smoked hands in it. <laughs> What's this about? <laughs> wait, so, so wait, when you said torches everything, you mean villages or torches all the literature? That people all the paperwork. All the, all the paperwork, uh, just oh, okay. like they did the villages. So it's just like, okay. foof, that's why it's... So, what rubber? Uh, that's why I was excited and <laughs> yeah. excited to about? share 
the, the, well, the here's human the problem. earlier. Here's yes. the problem is that Leopold invested in rubber and not flubber. Mm, because yes. flubber keeps there. bouncing. And I think it's flame retardant. <clears throat> and you only need one ounce to get millennium's worth of jokes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Very Still funny. relevant to this day. And hard. And yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get hard, Dude, man. <laughs> I mean, that's... Imagine, I think, when Robin William died, they encased his body in flubber and just let it go. I think so. It might be near Mars now. Oh, we don't know. That's Elon Musk might be just trying to reach Robin Williams' body out in the vast expanse of space. Coded that's what he's flubber. looking for. He just he wants to secrets. fucking high-five the man. <laughs> yeah, dude. The man himself. The man who made us smile. I like how this guy said he was doing the Lord's work. He's doing the Lord's work, man. But like all, isn't that like all the shit they like say not to do, like kill people and do terrible shit like that? Oh, of course. Very yes. good, Mike. Very good. I, Thank I, you. People like hide behind yeah. that stuff is. But, yeah, the thing is, is once you get the blessing of the Vatican oh, or, yeah, and all like the other people, the rug. Egg, it's like Slap on if the I face. attack you and I go, oh, yo, that's not even the Lord's work. Now I just look like an asshole. Yeah. Even though yeah. I'm right. <laughs> Well, it's Always like when right. you get the when you get the coverage of like the boss bully at school, right? Like, yeah, it's like don't worry, you could do whatever you want. I guess what I have all the ring dings, I get all the honey buns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll give yeah, you, you some. You, oh, you used okay. to be that guy. No, that's not me. That I used to fight yeah. the bullies that would go after me because I would hoard all the honey buns, yeah, and I'd be in the bathroom trying buns. to do a pee pee, and some man would come up behind me and smack me in the back of the head with a wet paper towel and oh, then yeah, I would I give him a story. swirly true story as a retribution retribution yeah, sir so <laughs> unprovoked swirlies garbage man move yeah Re- retro like revenge swirlies as travis is pointing out it's it, it's the lord's work that the is Lord the lord told work. you to give that that aggressor a swirly in retribution yeah. like you do you know when sign. they say when they say jesus wept his when he wept it was a urinal yeah Oh, is that right? Yes. Speaking to me, Travis. I know. Thanks, Preaching. Mike. Gospel. It's good. I'll be I'll be preaching with Kanye on a Sunday oh, I've near heard of you. Him. I've heard of him. <laughs> with Joel Olstein. What? Uh, he's just like the Pillsbury Doughboy with an extra chromosome. Your boy, Leopold, countered these accusations with bribery and laughably staged propaganda films. Travis, if you could spam the chat with stills from the propaganda showing like, oh, I'm not doing anything. The Congolese love me. Look how, look how prosperous and smiley they are. Loving Belgium so these, rule. He would like, make oh, these yes. sweet oh, films. My God. Look, look, they're doing arithmetic and smiling, and white doctors are making sure their hearts are still beating. Look, this is an adult man. He doesn't need to be at a chalkboard doing two plus two. <laughs> this is degrading. He's he's <laughs> the, te- is, he's the right, teacher, yeah. Tom. They didn't oh. show his hands in this one. <laughs> That's the teacher. We call that man a teacher. Oh, I and forgot. He's, and he's he's uh doing arithmetic for the childrens in the other photo. Oh, that makes yeah, you gotta, much you gotta, more sense. You got to read both of the. You got to look into both of the photos. So we have this propaganda being like, look, everything's dandy fine in the Congo. They're loving it. They're smiling even. No one's smiling in the Congo. Well, and, I like the doctor with the pith helmet on, and there's yes. a, a guy standing in a void of darkness. Heart and he's like, oh, well, guess what? You have a heart. Uh, I didn't think you did because I'm a sadistic white man. Yes. <laughs> that heart is still beating. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> so it's true. You are human. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so there you go. 
At this time, the banana that is the Congo rubber monopoly begins to brown slightly. After 10-ish years, Asia and South America broke the rubber monopoly with their own plantations that began producing rubber. Kind of over. The jig's up. He's found out. How much does rubber went to condangs? <laughs> How much? They didn't have condangs back then. They, no, they, they just started to have condangs, I want to say dude. at least four. Four, four. four kilos? Four condoms. Yeah, just... Oh, four, four condoms. Four condoms. Four. Yeah, at least four. Is, is what I'm, I'm just wondering. Yeah, but they were like, all they, thick. They were like the handles of a, of a Razor scooter. You know, like just... They didn't know how to make it so thin. Yeah. It was just like a big, sloshy piece of work. <laughs> I, I was going to say a bike handle grip, but... Yeah, you, something you, like you, that. You nailed it with the Razor scooter thing. Yeah, I think that's right, Tom. <laughs> Support your troops by giving them Razor scooter handles. They need oh, to thanks. have sex wherever they're going. Yeah, exactly. I guess I'm going to have sex with something now. What are you saying? <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to say? There's a hole in the end of this. What do you want? <laughs> it goes right through. I can see yeah. through this. That's why Jimmy over here, your comrade, your brother in arms, he will Jimmy, be looking in the hole. <laughs> give Jimmy his hat. So, so in an attempt to clean Leopold's hands, the Belgium elected government bought the Congo off of Leopold for 50 million Belgian francs in 1908. So it's just like, oh, you fucked up with that. Give me that. Um, I'm going to take this from you. So people say. Yeah, but also for a sick deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of yeah. money. It's like, yeah. oh, dude, you done fucked up. Here's fifty billion. Just go chill. Yeah, fifty million. Yeah, guess Thanks. what? Go you ahead. can go. take my sick tech tech collection that I have. Don't worry about it. Just give me like, give me like a TCP buy. Oh, <laughs> sick. This is where Travis's head goes. Yeah. Ways to work out his fingers and ways <laughs> to satiate his creamy appetite. Uh, yeah. Don't forget eating soup on convex objects. <laughs> yeah, the, oh yeah, the two of you. Yeah, Mike. Well, it's you know convenient. what? Guess what? Mike, where do you eat soup this week? I know you put the salad in it, which I'm uh, saying. Yeah, uh, I, had, I think a strict I'm pizza sorry. diet this week. Jeez. No. Sorry, sorry I even mentioned it. Uh, you guys suck. <laughs> the Congo was no longer property, private property of the monarch. It was actually a Belgian colony now. Though the Congo changed ownership, Belgium would still do shite things to exploit the Congo for precious metals and gems in the not-too-distant future. But... It's totally out of Leo's hands at this point. So right. Well, they also good. had uh, they also had the sweet sweet brother, sweet brother-in-law, England in South Africa. <laughs> yeah, they're doing dicks too. Telling them, guess what? You get them diamonds. They got diamonds. rubber up there. Belgians got rubber, but guess what? Diamond diamonds. Uh, so like, I'm sure Belgian kind of adopt Belgium Belgium adopted a similar thing to like Britain. Yes, it's just European Africa. European trends fucking yeah. over South Africa or Africa in general. So more, so, yes. Oh, sorry. No, continue. More than the crimes against humanity, the Congo actually suffered greater losses from white boy diseases. What do you mean, like, uh, like, uh, what was that one? Affluenza? Yes. They were just ramming into each other with S their parents' cars. <laughs> yeah, the microbe version of that. Smallpox, swine flu, dysentery, and sleeping sickness all ravaged the Congolese population. Also, famine was a huge problem as gardens and farms were earlier obliterated to create vacant lands. And that wasn't smart. No. And all the farmers were previously too busy being slaves, trying to preserve their green thumb and hand in general. Mm -hmm. uh, the original 20 million population of the Congo was halved by the time Leo relinquished it. God. So, yikes. 
Uh, and to this That's, day, yes? Another, I just... Just... Yeah. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, Fuck That's a... Uh, a lot of hands. It's crazy that people don't know about this one. Yeah. Is, like, yes. We talk... You know, every comedy troupe out there makes Hitler jokes. This guy was... Where's the Leo jokes? This guy was before yeah. Hitler. balls enough? <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Come at us, bro. We're, yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Belgians. We're doing things. We're breaking ground in the comedy sense. Yeah. By barely making it through this episode. <laughs> You're welcome. And thanks for the segue. A bothersome amount of Belgians deny downplay or play dumb regarding these perpetrations of crimes against humanity. And Wait, but... but yes, but yes, on, yes. Oh, I, I might be wrong about this, but doesn't Belgium uh, have... Uh, this also... This might be Denmark. Belgium has, like, the black face person that they do for Christmas... Can we I don't look know this about up? this. Yes, Can we look this I, don't, up? I don't know. I don't know about this. There's, 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 and then they literally do it today. It's like somebody puts on blackface and it's like, oh, this is Saint Nicholas's fucking housekeeper or some shit. Well, okay. While we're researching this, I will tell you a similar story about Antwerp. Antwerp is named off of a uh, legend regarding a giant and a Roman soldier. The giant was prone to cutting off the right hands of his victims. So it's kind of, and they, and then in, in Antwerp they still have souvenirs of severed right hands. Doesn't really have anything to do with the Congo, but it shows their racial insensitivity. There is even um, candy shops that sell confectionery chocolate hands. So they're made of chocolate and they're brown <laughs> and they're severed hands. But all the Antwerpians, I guess that's what they're called, are just like, no, no, no. That's just chocolate, and it's the severed hand from the legend of the giant and the Roman soldier. Nothing to do with the Congo. So sure, they're, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. They're that much in denial about it. And oh man. So what were you saying about blackface? Did we find digging? Okay, up on that? so no, it's it's the Netherlands, but they have this thing called Black Pete, where they <laughs> they put blackface on, and they're like, oh, this is fucking Saint Nick's fucking uh, friend. Okay. The black guy. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, yeah, there right? he is. They're neighbors. Them. They might have yeah. borrowed some racism. <laughs> yeah, they the share a border. Joke. That's actually, yeah. that's it's an unprotected border, too. Ah, so they're definitely Oh, wait, no, actually, barbecues. hold on. It says also in Holland. It says the holiday is celebrated on the 6th of December in Belgium. You just said the Netherlands. Yeah. Isn't, that's, wait, Be That's Holland as well. What? That is also Holland. Are you just? No, no. I said uh, the hol the holiday is also celebrated on December sixth in Belgium. Okay. There oh, you go. okay. Oh, I Still thought racist. Right. I just thought you had a moment realizing the Netherlands and Holland were the same thing. Oh no 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 okay. no no no. no, no okay, no. I thought you went full smooth brain. I almost was smooth, but they also Very celebrate smooth. this fucking Black Pete shit. Ah. In Belgium. Like, look it up. It's, uh, it's, I, I'm looking it's at crazy. it right now. It's the best thing ever. Maybe this is where Justin Trudeau was when he was taking those pictures, <laughs> participating in local customs. It's fine over here. Yeah, it's, you know, look at all these people in blackface. But this it's is crazy. nothing compared to the atrocities of cutting people's hands off. No, no, I know, but the fact that this is still normal over there in Belgium, like they do it every December 6th, it's no. like, all right, guys, <laughs> let's do it again. All right, yeah, no, I mean they should probably not do that. It's definitely not in good taste, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know we've they've I mean 
from hands to this, they've come a long way in a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, so. it's, yeah, it's a big yeah. leap, but only because they started in quicksand. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, you're right. Uh, yeah, knock it off, boys. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't jump twenty feet to another story. You just jumped twenty mm. feet out of a ditch. Yeah, not not to be some SJW shit, but honestly, a lot Fuck of up. traditions are pretty dumb. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to do them, like. If they're really gonna bother people, just stop. Yeah. If yeah. You get, if you got, if you're pulling out the tradition card, maybe doesn't matter at all. Yeah. yeah like I don't want to say first. bless you every time someone sneezes. Oh, Fuck yourself. I, you're spreading I disease. <laughs> all right. That's that's not exactly where I was going with don't it. Don't sneeze around Travis. He'll punch you. Yeah. I like Columbus Day in school because you got off on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't but get genocide. off on it anymore, so I'm just like, it's and it's pretty bad. I per- yeah, we should just really call that Italian Day because yeah, it's a different day. we got pizza. Yeah. That you know, Italians did a lot of good things over here. We don't really need to talk. I'm about sure the one of them did something good on that day in the past. Yeah. Hmm. True. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Sorry, I derailed with Black Pete. No, because it's Black well, Pete is well, a hilarious no no. We'll segue right back into my point, and uh, even native Congolese are still ignorant about this even up until like 1885 the documentary i was watching of the bbc like armed someone with a picture of leopold and like went to the congolese village and was just like does anyone recognize who this guy is and like a village elder was just like i know who that guy is he's our that's king leopold ii of belgium and he's the great guy that civilized the congo and brought us prosperity so even like you know the people whom these Crimes Against Humanity was perpetrated unto are drinking the Kool-Aid because, you know, it, it, it's how it Better is. Or else, it's just know. so much easier to believe that people are good. It really is. You don't have to do anything. You can just stay in your lazy boy ferret guillotine and comfortably watch, you know, the football <laughs> game if just you remember that. good. Just remember that in the 2020 election. <clears throat> Shut up. <laughs> 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 Uh, the racist prick Leopold was still wanted to make a few bucks off of the Congolese. We're done with chopping him up, though. Thank God. Holy shit. He offered tr- he offered safe rest- refuge and transport to 200 uh, Congolese villagers to Greater Society, a.k.a. Belgium. And he probably... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's up, oh. Tom? Uh, oh, I, uh, sorry for killing 10 million of you. <laughs> yes. Would perhaps... 200 of you 267 come to my house where you could stay outside so wait are you just telling me that leopold ii is regis philbin i don't know why who wants to be a millionaire guess what i got a lot of money i'm regis philbin remember me from regis and kathy lee would you like to be a millionaire that analogy doesn't even make sense no it does regis philbin is a criminal Tom, what was that about making the Congolese sleep outside? Oh, thank you for the segue. <laughs> yeah, I was helping you out, Cody. I'm, I'm here, you know, Those... using my diving board nose, as did Leopold there when his go. mother reminded him of how ugly he was. Every Friday, it was ritualistic and sadistic. Those 267 Congolese villagers that Leopold saved were promptly thrown into a human zoo, what where Belgians fuck? flocked to gawk and throw peanuts and bananas at them. Oh, look, it's fucking Black Pete, Santa's buddy. Let's yeah. throw bananas at him. Don't forget Ugh. the peanuts. Uh, he set Dude, up grass that's huts. Terrible. Yeah. He set up grass huts, basic gardens, and fences for the exhibit. Just so you know, 
Belgium and the Congo are on very different latitudes and have very different seasons. This nuance must have escaped Leopold as seven Congolese died of pneumonia the first winter. That's just like, whoops, forgot. Well, you don't put humans in cages. That's the moral of the story. Yes. It doesn't matter where you are. It's going to get cold. It's going to get too hot. Don't put them in cages. Unless if if you're at a 50s swanky party and they are wearing scantily clad clothes and they are doing a scantily clad dance. Oh, go-go dancers? Yeah. Or or tried prisoners. Fairly tried prisoners would work, yes. Fairly fairly tried prisoners. But they also get heat. Like people who do illegal stuff, like smoke weed, throw them in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but those gentlemen, those weed criminals get heat. Heating. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Okay, so feel free to make jokes again. We're out of the thick of it. Mm. Uh, Wait, can I pee? We were were limbering up. I don't know if you caught any of those funnies we threw in there. Yes, (laughs) we're clear. We're in the clear. We can make jokes again. We're done with the human mutilation and suffering. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're we're it's okay now to make jokes. I just needed to get past the human zoo, and now it's there, there's there's jokeable stuff again. Well, okay. So, audience, sorry if you were laughing really hard at some things I said before. Yeah. Um. Before yeah. this point, uh-huh. but now no, we there, can there be was, funny again. There was a safe zone before. Oh, uh, you know, Cody. Uh, just you know, they, maybe they were laughing really, really hard and intensely at some of the things that I didn't mean to be funny. Yeah, I, I, I intentionally designed this episode to be a shit sandwich. Well, like you have I a mean, croissant, you got a turd, and then you got the other half of the croissant. And we're if, we're delicious. in the second half of the croissant right now. If you no, were no. laughing at the things Cody were talk was talking about, you're yeah, a those terrible the person. Yeah, those weren't. I wasn't telling <laughs> jokes. I, I'm I'm the guy I'm the guy reading slides. So well, you know, and if there if there is anyone out there who is laughing, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> patreoncom slash cast. All right. Second half of the croissant. We're good here. Uh, Leopold enjoyed his financial success and brought and bought many nice things, including lands, ornate architecture, and a 16-year-old French hooker. Ah. The two met in 1899 and would be together for the rest of Leopold's life. Said gold digger's name was Caroline Lacroix. And Travis, if you could spam... The political cartoon depicting Caroline Lacroix. Was and her Mike. was her family the I don't know. Uh, Lacroix Empire? That it's spelled exactly spelled exactly like that. Mike, how about you paint that one for the people that don't have our Ooh. Skype in front of them? Well, from what I see here is a a bald gentleman grabbing some very large boobies. Yeah, from behind. Mike. From behind. From and behind. And and there, who's that guy in the background? He looks like a friar or someone yes, from the church. Like, very good. Oh shit. He's like, oh, I'm going to tell on you. So we have Leopold in the middle there, groping Carolyn's oh. French boobies. And behind him is a man of the cloth. <laughs> and if you don't read French, the translation of the caption is, Sire, at your age? And Leopold's character retorts, you should try it yourself. <laughs> hey, not bad. No, he's a horned dog. He's yeah. a horny dog. Horn dog. He's... She's totally legal because I bought her. <laughs> she looked into it. I mean, Consent. would you be into it if a king wanted to touch your boob? Give me lots of money, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. what happened. She was gifted money, land, and even a noble title. Caroline gave birth to two bastards that were, in all likelihood, Leopold's own semen demons. <laughs> I like that. Yeah? <laughs> we can make jokes again. We're out of it, baby. Yeah, semen demons. Semen demons. Uh, the Belgian people fucking hated Caroline for obvious bilking reason- reasons. 
1902, aged 67, Leo had survived an assassination attempt. Who would want to kill this great guy? It's like, what? Well, definitely not the people from the Congo. What? Yeah, I don't think that they could hold a sniper rifle. That's oh, the only geez. problem. Oh. I wasn't going there. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, foul play, foul yeah. play. Who made that joke? Mike, you're an asshole. Not me. Uh, <laughs> Somebody did, and they're going to answer when it, t- it comes time to talk to St. Peter. Yes. St. PP, as I he call He has it. access to all of your Snapchats, mm. Michael. It wasn't me. While while a memorial procession was in progress in the memory of recently deceased Mary Henriette, Leo's first waifu, an Italian anarchist shot at Leo three times. The burst missed Leo and promptly embedded itself into Count de Ultramont's chest, who was sitting directly next to Leo in the vehicle. Not Ultramont! <laughs> yes, that one. He's a he fighting superior <laughs> Mont. He is the number one Mont I've ever met. Mont met Ultramenting Mont. Ultramont. Yeah, he's a fighting robot. Ultramont! Oh, yes. He comes apart, especially under gunfire. Yeah, he's just like one of us, really. Uh, the Count would eventually survive his gunshot wounds. The would-be assassin was tossed in jail for the remainder of his life, and upon surviving the attack, Leopold exclaimed, If fate wants me, shot too bad. <laughs> uh, All right, dude. Uh, Ah. Various European leaders, including the Pope, telegrammed in, saying how grateful they were that Leo was still amongst the living. Oh, thank God for you, sir. Thank God. Bless your fucking heart. (laughs) How would the world be without a man like you? That's always like... killed 10 million people. There'd be 10 million more Congolese. Thank you, Mike. I mean, that's always like... to feed. That's always like, regardless of what gift you get from, like, your birthday or Christmas, like, you have to write a thank you note. I hate that. Like, you just have to. Oh, thanks for the croutons you gave me. These are great. I put them on a Caesar salad. Yeah, croutons for Christmas. I don't write fucking thank you notes. What the fuck is this shit? I hate it. I didn't ask for anything. This is called... This is called being a gentleman. That boy is so gentle. No, sir. He's a man that's gentle. Yeah. I want to be gentle with everything. Especially men. (laughs) All right, well, go shave your entire body just so that rough hair doesn't get everywhere. Yeah, no. Yes. And just have your general bald yes. squishiness exist. Get to alopecia and come back to me, boy. Uh, <laughs> suffering from old age and natural deterioration of health, Leo lay on his deathbed. His ex-hooker of a mistress suggests they get married while he's oh. in the middle of dying. <laughs> Only live once. Woohoo! Would you like me to pretend to give you a blowjob? Will that help you make up your mind? (laughs) (laughs) Do it without the puff garden, please. Uh, Everyone stay. Watch me die and get blown into heaven. Gonna look me in the eye. His old man's twitching dick while some 19-year-old yeah. just blows air on it. Yeah. Is that rigor mortis or an erection? I can't tell. Poke him in the eyeball again. They were secretly married during a quiet religious ceremony five days before the king's health would take a turn for the worse. This that is a shame. L- yeah, this is like some Anna Nicole Smith type shit. Just like, oh, he's mm. dying. Let me ma- let's, ma- let's get married. Mm. I truly love him. It's, oh, he has so much money? Oh, it's, it's, it's okay, it's, I guess. That, look, it's romantic how much money he has. <sighs> yeah, get my titties, love that money. Uh, the government of Belgium ruled the marriage as invalid, 
because it was carried out in secret and it was a religious union slash ceremony, not a civil one, which, you know, is what the government needs. There were a bunch of witnesses to the marriage, but no official paper trail. So those two bastards, Carolyn squirted out, were not entitled to the Belgian crown in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> you lose being king. Sucks. <laughs> Mike, ask me how he did. How's this boy die? King Leopold II, king of Belgians, died December 17th, 1909 of natural causes. Too good for him. And Jeez. since Leo's only son fell into a lake and died of pneumonia at the age of 10, Belgian crown was passed to Leopold's nephew, Albert I, or as I like to call him, Albert. You don't, <laughs> you don't get fucking yeah. numbers when you're the first one. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. It just... I'd uh, be no, Travis the first. I'm Mike the first. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah, Travis the first. I'm not calling you any of that. Not you have to call me Travis the first now. <laughs> Never. That's my new gotta, name on the show. Never. I will die on Travis the first. Yeah. Uh, well, I got bad news for everyone at home. Uh, next episode, no Travis. Uh, uh -oh. There will be no first. Do you remember, like, all right, there is my birth is actually documented. It was done in cartoon. And unfortunately, there was a baboon. Like a they didn't do the human person, but there was a baboon holding me up over this rock. They called it Pride Rock. And, I, and they were like, Travis the first is born, and all the animals bowed. Oh, really? Yeah. And the baboon mushed right. mango juice onto your yep, face, and it that stung happened. your eyes. Dude, that happened. I didn't even want it, dude. I, didn't, I don't know. I didn't want it, but that's what happened. Congratulations. Look at where it's got you. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Leopold's legitimate biological daughters were very annoyed when Hooker Caroline was willed a large fortune by Leo. The Belgian princesses attempted to wrestle away the willed fortune from Hooker's stepmom with no success. And the thing was, at the time, these, these, these legitimate children of Leopold's, these daughters, these princesses, were married at the time to foreign princes. So Leopold, not wanting to give you know, all of his hard-earned fortune away to foreign governments was just like, my daughter's getting nothing. What a so weenie thing. Yeah, uh, so right. his money went back into Belgium, the state, and they built many a nice museum. And one of, I don't have a picture of it, you can Google it, but one of the museums has him in gold statue form with a halo, and he's just holding on to two weary, starved uh, Congolese children, keeping them safe. And it's just like... Oh, That's not yeah. true. It's still there. What it, uh, it? It's actually uh, being contended to take a, take it out of there and fill oh, the museum really? with more art from Congolese-born. Yeah, more more pictures, yeah. more pictures of Black Pete, please. I'll take that over the gold statue. Don't destroy it. Well, yeah. No, no. Relabel it. Relabel yeah. it uh, to something like that was made when we wasn't thinking too straight. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Is shit. It happened, yeah. you know? Yeah, have, happened, a shit, have a shit wing of the museum and put all of these exhibits there. So yeah, we think better now. Yeah, I mean, in, in the wise words of Smash Mouth, where you can relate things uh -oh. back. Oh, yeah, you know, totally. Right, so they say all that glitters is gold. Only shooting stars break the mold. So the oh, shooting star even. is progression. It yes. breaks the mold I totally off that see what you're saying. Progression. All right. Uh, before Leo died, he asked for a closed invitation funeral, and as a mild fuck you, the Belgium government was just like, ah, oh, no, no, you, you get a public funeral, and you get, your procession goes down very municipal roads, 
Come on, mm-hmm. you're you're the second king of this country. That's what you. Oh, what got. do you know? It's free tomato day. Oh, look uh, at this. Yeah. That one's really ripe. Oh, squish it. And as Tom hinted, he his dumb corpse was booed the entire procession. <laughs> yeah. Boo, bad man. Which is great. It, it's actually pretty interesting that they all booed him at the time because then right after they tried to whitewash. They forgot thing. immediately after yeah. he was yeah. in the dirt. Like who? We did what? No. No, yeah. our kings were not megalomaniacs that no, they, killed millions of people. They no, remembered it, no. but then they were like, wow, there's a lot of ants around this corpse. We should maybe forget about this. <gasps> Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fucking ants. Yeah. Those fucking ants. God well, damn it. So there you have it. King Leopold II, king of Belgians. The sole sovereign of the Congo Free State. Greedy fucked that indirectly committed arson, abduction, murder, rape, torture, mutilation of hands, cocks, balls, and tits, slavery, bribery, dissemination of propaganda, and destruction of evidence, all rolled into one. Keep in mind, he's the reason we have the phrase, crimes against humanity. And, ready for a hot take? At the risk of defending a perpetrator of these atrocities, Leopold never directly ordered the severing of hands, nor did he condone it. Quote, Cut off hands? That's idiotic. I'd cut off all the rest of them, but not hands. That's the one thing I need in the Congo. So, uh, it's not actually him saying asshole. do it. He didn't actually say go cut off hands. He just made this beast of a machine that took on its own life. He made it his own Frankenstein that got up and started taking hands off of other people. So it's like a weird... But guess like, what? Oh, it's guess, guess what, Leopold? Uh, ghosts don't exist. There's no such thing as a ghost army. So, um, no paramilitary. Yeah. So, guess what? If you just have hands, you need the bodies to grab things. You need bodies and souls, right, to grab things. Yeah. Ghosts, wow. ghosts what can't a revelation there. Possibly the only thing uh, <laughs> subject that would have got my mind off my yacht rock career. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so. <laughs> Thank you, um, Ninnies, for hanging in there. Yeah, thanks, everyone. There's yeah, all this... both of you that hung on this entire episode. It's got kind of dark. I actually want to admit something to the show in this last bur- last uh, burst towards the end here. I might yes. have sharded myself. Did you? Yeah, you it's, it's camera kind of for stewing that? right now. It's, it's oh, stewing okay. a little bit. Ugh. So hey. those of you with strong wills that made it through the ep- the episode, thank you very much. You're smart. We are roast mortem. We are here to serve or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, Tell you about bad people. Yeah. So why don't you do the old following us on whatever here Instagram, and there, Twitter, all that shit. Also, Patreon.com/slash/RoastMortemCast. That's the most important place. one. It's a good yeah, one. Yeah, it's a great place to lose money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> You will not be sorry. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Threat-like. You will not be sorry. No. Nope. Yes. That's oh, a good time. Yeah. So, Very good uh, time. Mike, thanks for making it this week. I know it's been rough. Yeah. So you're a pretty sick boy. Bounce back. Yeah. You know. Of course. No. Get knocked down and get back up again, you know? That's, That's right. It all goes back That's to trouble. It's a good note to leave this podcast. Congo. The Mike. Congo will get knocked down, but it'll get up again. Yeah. Congo Wonga. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Congo Wonga. All right, bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane.